Hey everyone, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast. Andrew just made me laugh really hard with a question. So I will re-ask it. My question is, how much stamina do you need for a hike? Uh, <laughs> so for context, the hike is not up a mountain. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to Wait, go Wait, you mean a walk? Crazy. Not like a walk. Like there, it's a trail that goes, uh, it has a steep, it has like an incline, but not like, not a, whatever you, we're not mountain climbing. That's not, you the, know what? There's probably a nap for that where it's like ranked. Like, I just remember a, so this is specific, but like it made me laugh because I think in like 2019 or something, I told you I was going on a hike with some of my friends or something, or I went on a hike or something. And you're like, like, that's a thing people just do. They go on hikes. Like, I don't, I don't get it. What's the, what's the appeal? What's it for? Like, what function does it serve? Like you, I had to explain yeah. it to you like an alien, what a hike is <laughs> as a concept because you couldn't I plumb still, onto any aspect of it. So you, I still don't you get just it. I'm just fucking no context being like, so how much stamina do you need to go on a hike? It was like, <laughs> destroyed I, me. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I've never done this. I've never. You like, never, like, walked on not the sidewalk? Yeah, sure. Like, when I was a kid, but <laughs> I don't know. It's been, no, like. Yeah, growing up, don't do like, that. I mean, if you're yeah, doing, anything, been, like, you if you're doing anything meaningful, then, like, you will be you will be confronted with the frailty of your adult body and how it has just that's, gotten worse over the years. So that's like that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm nervous about and, it. And the like ways I, that you've I, actively made it worse. I want to commit to neglect. I want to commit to going on a hike, but I don't want to commit to failing on going on a hike. Like that's not <laughs> the goal. That's, that's what, why. What, what, you, I, what kind of hike is this? Like, is it like, like just a, like Yosemite, like uphill? Or no, like, no. Uh, uh, shit. Where the hell? Just a long it? walk. It's, yeah, basically, it's like up in the it's 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 closer like on your way to Tahoe. Um, uh, there's like this little national park area, and it has like a couple of trails around there, and uh, and so well, some of the trails are out, like so you don't have to worry about that, and you're only going to a colder place, so you don't have to worry about the heat so much. So you pretty much, I'm just not, need to yeah, bring I'm not worried. A bunch of water. Yeah. Okay. You always want to bring. You always want to at Trail least bring mix. like a liter of water whenever you go like anywhere, basically, because you just don't want to like accidentally ruin your body. Uh, and bring, yeah, bring you sugary bring some, foods, bring some snacks. Yeah, because if you yeah. might, if you fall off the, the cliff in terms of energy, then it becomes really exhausting. Like unless you're That's going with some kind of like nightmare enthusiast, they're going to like drag you or leave you behind or whatever. Like it should just be a chill time. Yeah, no, no, it's not like that. It's enjoy definitely just a nature hey, air. Walk. It'll be crisp and full of pine yeah. trees because it's in the Tahoe area. That's the idea, is that it's supposed to just be, hey, let's like not walk through a city. Yeah. It's like, okay. This no, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a really good thing to do this year. I wish I'd we I wish we had been doing it more times than we have. It's one of the only things you can get away with right now while passing almost no people along the way. Yeah. And so, but, but again, like, you know, you look at the trail and it goes like, all right, this is a, a yeah. 1.5 mile or like a three just, mile trail. Like you just how dress is that? appropriately for the weather and bring sunblock because it's always sun, no matter what time of year it is or region you're in and uh, be prepared to probably end up shedding layers as you go. Mm -hmm. What? Shedding layers. 
It, well, yeah, because you, you, be... you get worked up. Oh. Like fuck, I'm getting hot in this. I, I thought this like, was the I, right I, thing, but it's never the right. It's never right. Like, admittedly, you know, it's been a whole year where I haven't really physically done much, uh, except sit more yeah. than I normally do. Like at work, I actually, uh, when we were at the office, I actually moved a lot because I had to keep going to people's specific cubicles, and so I had to keep running around the office. And so there's actually like a lot of activity I got. And so when we you know, all went remote and were stagnant in the building in my own home. It was like, well, I go out twice a day to take Shadow out, but that's it. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not taking any. You're also uh, really light, so there's a lot less. I am, I'm very light, which is helpful. Uh, so my when, strategy when so far. Sent me, there was a noticeable divide where, uh, what is it? It was Max, Stephanie, and my brother just were effortlessly just going around, even though, like, there's no like athletes in the group or anything. It's just the fact that they have no body uh, fat. I would, I don't know about Max. Max seems pretty, at least physically uh, familiar. <laughs> like he he does move around a lot though. Yeah, but it's like it's they're just they're mostly just people that just have no they have no weight because they don't, they never put on yeah. any weight. And like there was a noticeable like immediately the party divided into <laughs> two separate groups, just based on BMI basically. Because it's just so much more work to get around when you're like climbing up Yosemite mountains and stuff like that. Yeah, see, I don't want to. That's 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 too scary to me. I don't think I want to like <laughs> climb yeah. anything yet because that sounds. Well, that sounds like a lot of like climbing. I mean, stairs, <laughs> not fucking like mountain climbing. That's a, like that's a lot. That's a lot of ask. All right, I go up one flight of stairs twice a day. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. No, I guess four times a day because I go down and then up. But either way, that's uh, that's still a lot of stairs. You wouldn't even do. You, I don't know. You wouldn't even go out that much if you didn't have a dog. I did. I would not. No, that's the problem. I mean, granted, I don't smoke anymore, which is arguably a lot better of a position for me. Yeah. So at least I'm not. Yeah. I, at least yeah. I'm not being stagnant and smoking, which would be just like, okay, well, you might as well just put the gun in your heart because there's no reason. <laughs> Yeah, no, you'll you'll be fine. Just pack accordingly. Yeah, I, I I so all I've done for the past week is just play Ring Fit on like <laughs> hard difficulty, and it's been it's it been works. like not. I'm sure it, it works. it's been it's been fantastic. Uh, That's for definitely my health, something. I yeah, something but, just, yeah, just you should just do. Yeah, it's just pain. Like every it's fucking every time. Well, yeah, like I'm going through. It's like, oh, I can do the whole like running through the. Because have you played Ring Fit? No. So I've been the, 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 I have it. The, what? It's great. The premise. So the you premise of Ring Fit is. I got it before the coronavirus. That never used it a single time. I specifically I remember too. that I, I specifically uh, remember that I got it first, and then Bird was like, "I can't get it because of the virus," and I like the what? Because I barely was aware of it happening yet. It's like, oh yeah, no. there's a shortage because it's because it was shipping from a country that was then on blockade or whatever. Oh, Ring Fit yeah. famously built out of toilet paper, and that's why there was a shortage. There's the uh, built out of but toilet so like the, paper. So, so the premise is is that you you move your character by either you know, like motion running, like running in place, or doing squats if you're in an apartment and you don't want to like piss off everyone in like a your entire building. Um, and so when you're moving your character, so the idea is you're on a track, you move your character on this very uh, narrow track, and you can push in on the little ring fit thing to blow air. And you can blow air at objects like boxes or coins to pick them up. 
and or you can pull it to suck in coins um and so that's easy you just you know you do your little like up down up down and you just push your thing easy it's like one of those shake weights uh but then then there's a part where you have to fight people and when you have to fight people then really? it becomes like a fucking nightmare because it goes all right bud I want you to do, do all ten these moves. squats. Yeah, you're like do ten squats right now, and it's like oh, yeah, it's okay. like a turn based. It's, like, it's like a turn based JRPG, but you use but it's it's all like quick time events, like Legend of Dragoon, and the quick time events are your body. Yeah, you use your like body for it, and it's so sometimes it's it's rough. Like you're going through this whole thing, you're like, all right, I've been I've put in like half a mile of energy in, and then so you see an enemy, and you're like, oh fuck me, man. All right, and you run up to it, and it's like all right, I'm going to need you to do, like, 40 squats. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like, so I've been trying to do that, but I don't feel good at the end of it because every time I do, like, the, oh, let's take your pulse, it's like, wow, you're using, like, 70% of your allotted heart rate percentage. And I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm, like, out of shape? Shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, probably. It can mean that, yeah. But it, it's so more it, complicated than that. I imagine it's, the game has systems to detect. I remember that, like on like treadmills and stuff, they often have a chart that tells you like what your ideal heart rate is for for it being a good workout versus like unhelpful and weak or dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and obviously, I, like that's the problem is I don't know, I don't know really crap crap shit about yeah health. I uh, I spent a healthy. When I was a kid, I, I I rode a bicycle for... I was a cyclist, and I was, like, amateur um, cyclist in races and stuff. And I, for, like, three... The last three years that I did it, so between the age of 15 and 17, I was... I used a, um, like, a pulse counter. It was, like, this little band. I, I, I imagine these days it's a little bit different, but it was this little band around the, the chest, and it would count the pulse, the, you know, the... How fast the the beats per minute, and I yeah, remember those are heart rate, uh, the heart rate. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one heart rate monitors. I remember one one thing that they told me when I was learning. I I after that I I learned my pulse well enough, and I knew what I was doing. But at the beginning, they told me that if you do a sprint or if you do like a very uh, like a ver very big burst of energy, and uh, you look at your heart rate, you're more or less ten percent. Uh, above your what's called anaerobic uh, limit, which is the point at which your heart rate is so fast that your uh, that the the your blood is not capable of of um, providing enough oxygen to your to your um, muscles, and so it creates la uh, lactic acid. Uh, sorry, the other way around, la lactic acid. But you're also ten percent below your I'm maximum heart intolerant. rate. Or no, but it's called. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with milk. It's just. It's just called that. Uh, but basically, for example, for me, I think I uh, roughly um, off the top of my head, I, uh, my limit was at 160, my anaerobic limit, and uh, I, after a sprint, I would be at 180, and I could go up to 200 on like really, really, uh, like intensive sprints. I only did it a couple of times that I monitored, but I probably did it other times that I didn't monitor. But ten percent is a good, a good. Um, um, what's the word? Like ballpark. So if you like do a sprint, like two minutes or three minutes, running really fast, and then count your heart rate, see where you're at. You're probably going to be at 170, 160, depending on many things. Uh, the size of your heart, size of your heart, the, the how how much blood you have. 
um, and then you just ten percent it up and ten percent it down. Basically, the, the anaerobic limit is, uh, for example, for me, I was at one hundred and eighty after a sprint. So every time I was above one hundred and sixty, I knew that I was uh, basically digging into my like sort of reserves in a way. Uh, so I could I could just go for like hours. Like races usually lasted for two or three hours, um, but I could go for four or more uh, if I kept myself below that limit, the one hundred and sixty. As long as I uh, ate enough food, as long as I had enough energy. Obviously, you can't go on forever because it's impossible. But uh, basically, as long as you're in that limit in the, below that 160 for me, uh, you're you're just doing cardio. Effectively, what it is, you're also building muscle, but you're it's more more of a cardio workout than necessarily a muscle. And that's yeah, that's what I was like. That's what I was hoping I could get out of the. Uh... The ring fit is I, I was looking more for cardio than like, I'm not trying to bulk. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of like at home exercise is usually more bulk based, not cardio based. Uh, it, pushing yourself. It's kind of complicated because I, 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 I definitely just miss being able to run and just go. And you I mean, just keep you going. Do that. And you just go and you just go and you just go. Well, no, I mean, like if when you it, know it, yourself, it, it was yeah. easy. Oh yeah, as a kid, it was like, oh my oh, legs just were so much new. It was easy and didn't. And it was easy and didn't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the how I is, felt with like riding a bike after like yeah. ten years of not riding a bike. I was like, oh yeah, I used to ride bikes all the time, <laughs> and I rode a bike like around the block. It's like, all right, I'm gonna die now, and it just like yes, laid on the ground. Is, I, think, like, oh. I, think I, I think I commented in some other thing where I mentioned that like I, I lost my, I kind of lost my ability to to run easily and gained a bunch of weight. And someone's like, see that? Well, that's the correlation right there. I'm like, no, <laughs> I was still running and gaining weight. <laughs> you just, you just, that's just life changes as your body ages. But now running yeah. sucks. I remember I can't like, run. Every, my, every now and then I go back to trying it again. And it's like, my ankles are destroyed. <laughs> like, that's my problem as well. Like, what? You, you, like your that's feet exactly and problem. your ankles and your legs are like just hurts the, the impacts it, of like running on yeah. concrete and so on in your shoes like even sand have you tried we, running it, on it's sand it's so much worse than just like when you're young it's just like your heart and your lungs and you're just like it's just like effort feelings but not like your legs are and, and feet are being damaged by the process yeah like I, I have i have the same sucks. problem I have the same problem ever since I started uh, riding a bicycle. So uh, uh, up at the age of 14 years old, I could run forever, normal, just like a kid. Uh, I wasn't overly obese or anything, so I was a little bit overweight, but not too much. Um, so I could just run like normal. But as soon as I started doing proper physical physical effort in a bicycle, uh, of course, you know, I started to build muscle mass, but, uh, you know, for, for riding a bicycle. But I, I think... The bike itself did something to my feet because I have the same problem. Like every time I, I run, I like I, I start to run the first few minutes. I'm like breaking out a sweat or something, and then the feet start hurt, and I can't just I just can't just can't continue because it's just like the, the ping, 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 ping. You know, you're running, and I've I've tried it on sand as well. I've tried it with different shoes. Everybody's like, oh, it's just you need better shoes. It's the first thing, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing. I tried many things, including no shoes on sand. Doesn't matter. But I think I might have like. I don't know. It might have been something to do with it. Just to be somebody who's naturally weightless. And then they're like, I yes. don't understand. And then they're, and then they, all, they, all, they, they, they fucking respond to you like somebody who's not having computer problems. Like, yeah, I don't know what the problem is. I never had that. 
like cool great thanks for <laughs> fucking talking guy who has no life experience having real problems in this fucking aspect it's like but have you tried yeah. like skinny people always have fucking opinions about weight and it's like you've never had weight <laughs> you don't even know what weight is because you you're not like making like smart eating decisions and exercising i know you <laughs> you, don't, you don't go running you don't go to the gym you just nope. are that way magically yeah. and then you pretend to know how it happens or how to get that away and it's like no it's like a universal struggle that for amongst people that actually have to deal with it like it's a genuine difficult obstacle i, I have no I idea am, how people gain weight i it to me yeah, it seems you like you have magic. the opposite problem because like, you're like you're like yeah you have like negative health problems from not lack of weight and you're like how 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 the fuck yeah I'm like, yeah, how are you people absorbing yeah. weight? Like, Jesus Christ. Controlling, controlling your body weight is incredibly difficult, and people tend to, in many cases, rubber band right back to wherever they started the moment they aren't, like, actively trying to change their weight every day. Uh, it's, it's a fucking huge pain in the ass for anyone that isn't where they want to be for any reason, because it's just, like, not really an easily solvable problem. It sucks. Like, well, I, it, well. It might be for a lot of people. It might be like in on the, on the basis that doing exercise itself isn't a, an overly difficult thing for a lot of people. But the problem is, who has time for that? <laughs> my that's my problem anyway. I don't do exercise. I kind of wanted to do exercise, but I don't have time for that. But you know, yeah. if I, I either I have a YouTube channel <laughs> and a, a daytime job. There is the, uh, I mean, the, the the capitalism problem of everyone just their time is accounted for everyone has yeah. to spend their time yeah. doing other things that don't exercise them if you're, so very, if the, you're lucky I, your job exercises you there's a really cool yes. thing about uh there's a really cool thing about ring fit where if you uh once you get everything all set up you with the ring the big old ring thing uh if you put a controller in it and you push on the joystick it goes into this like sleep mode or multitask mode and you can use the the actual rubber band thing to uh, to like work out because it's something that you can work out with outside of the game. Yeah. Um, and so you can use that. Like, so what I do is I uh, I use it when I'm watching anime. I'll sit there and I use it to like I'll uh, put it on my shoulder and I'll push down. So I get like I work out my uh, my triceps and then I use it like uh, I put it on my chest and, and push against to work out my abs and then I use it in between my legs to push for uh Why does thighs. it have to be in sleep mode though as opposed to just not being on? Uh, so no, your Switch has to be in sleep mode. Um, and so that way, because you can't have the game running while you're doing oh, it. Oh you, yeah, you just mean you're turning off the Switch, okay. Yeah, you just turn off the I Switch. I you mean you're putting uh, the controller in sleep mode like you're pausing no, the game no. and I'm like... This sounds like you're just using yeah, I thought that the was controller as a device by by turning the <laughs> yeah. console off. No, no, it's uh yeah, when it's when the when the console's off, you just slot it in, you push yeah. the thing and you can use it. And what's nice is then it keeps track of that for you, then uses it to give you experience in the game. Uh and so there's like an incentive there, like, you know, gamification. But also that that stupid ring thing is great. Like you can use it in random different ways to work out specific parts of your body because it uses a lot you know obviously it's using a lot of your own force to help you yeah uh work out which is uh again i'm not trying to bulk up i'm just trying to build cardio so being able to like constantly do repetitive actions over and over without getting tired is like that's the goal but it's very fun it's, it's very fun that you're training for a hike like it's like you're like someone training for a marathon <laughs> 
Well, I, again, I, I am literally it's the most stagnant unwise. person yeah, possible. But it's like, like the question I, of like, I don't know, I might die. <laughs> I, I'm like, I am worried about it. I'm not trying to like drive <laughs> an hour and a half up to the up to the hills and then just be like, all right, well, I walked for five minutes and now I'm gonna die. Like, I don't, and it's and it's hard, but it's hard to gauge your your uh, stamina too. Like, I can yeah. go, I can literally walk forever. I will, ne I can never stop walking. I will never get tired of walking. Yeah, no, it's not really uh, a problem. Like I a slight but incline you know, death. <laughs> exactly. Like I like I literally and I can do it in the worst climates. I Dubai, I walked all over the place. I used to walk like from one part to the other in like, you know, 40 Celsius. Just all right, whatever, it's Don't fine. Don't do that. Just do 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 do. It, oh, it's fine. I just drink water and just keep going. I'll just keep walking. But that's a flat surface. Like the moment we went to like the sand dunes, I got exhausted trying to climb the fucking dunes. It's like, all right, this is this is literally hell on earth. I don't want to be here anymore. Please kill me. And How it's big like, are the dunes? Fucking huge. Like, they can consume a car. <laughs> like, they're huge. They're way bigger huh. than car consuming. Dunes are massive. Well, that, but yeah, they're just giant. And it's, it's, that was don't my, be on the one opposite side. my first side. YouTube videos ever was writing an, eight, writing, uh, an ATV in the dunes south of Pismo. Oh, that sounds like fun. That area, yeah, we were in the, that uh, area we is were in now the... closed off as a nature reserve. Is it? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. It, it, I didn't know it's closed off. That's Yeah, because all the driving probably... and stuff was, like, eroding away the entire area. Oh, I was going to say, it's probably destroying the beachfront, yeah. The entire place was being obliterated, so now it's, like, This was really nice, though. Off. That's... That and, uh... Like, that's most, a, like I, most things I found out about it because somebody was angrily ranting about how the libs are taking the fun away again or something, and I was like, what? Buddy. Everything, there are... Everything's teams. <laughs> There are there are plenty of other dunes you can go tear up. Uh, it's I don't know, but it, again, it's weird. It's weird trying to like gauge your your. Speaking of things level. that just hurt, oh. <laughs> writing and writing ATVs. Oh my fucking god, oh. your hands. ATVs and uh and uh uh what's it called the um uh, dirt bikes. Dirt bikes are also yeah. just. Oh yeah! Ass. You just be going. You're like, this is fun. This is nice. And then your hands just yeah, slowly hands are, yeah. lose their ability to work. And then by the time <laughs> you stop after like a half an hour of driving around, you can't let go. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. You're gripped you, in. I yeah, know what you mean. yeah. You're, you're stopped there. Your hands. Any attempt to move them hurts your hands. And eventually, what you pull your hands off the handles by just pulling away via your arms and wrists just pulling your whole arms away and your fingers claw hand will be the, <laughs> the fingers will like kind of forcefully let go without using any of the muscles to actually move the fingers and then you just kind of recover slowly it's like jesus christ yeah. your hands like just stop working it's kind of funny because even a normal even riding riding an normal normal bike uh i assume a motorcycle is the same probably even more and because I think the, the vibrating the, doesn't help yeah, it's just you're hanging on in the same position for so long, and your your weight is there as well, even on a normal uh, motorcycle, and and also a bicycle. I remember I had like the like the lower side of your forearm. Uh, I say lower if you if you extend your pal a palm a palm down, or you extend your hand with a palm down, and the lower part of the, your forearm that that like that's a, a big muscle in there. I that muscle for me when I um, when I rode a bicycle was like super strong and it's just from hanging on to the whatever it's not a steering wheel what does a bicycle have 
uh, handlebars. Handlebars. handlebars, yes, thank you. Yeah. A wise man once said that he could ride his bike with no handlebars. That no is handlebars. No handlebars. <laughs> I I think dirt bikes dirt bike was like the first time I was ever mechanically punched in the nuts. Uh, <laughs> mechanically, mechanically punched, punched in the nuts. <laughs> well, like the first time you ride a dirt bike and you go over a a, a, a dune, you know, like a bump. It, you go like, oh, this is weird. And then it's like, hits you right in the nuts. You're like, oh, this is great. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like the, there's like, you know, there's shock absorbent, but there's, you know, it's not that great. Uh, like a bike it's has the absorbing way for the bicycle, absorbent. not for you. Well, yeah, that's the, that's for, the for thing. The, for, yeah. for the bike, but, yeah. But when you're motorized, you're also, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're like, you have this problem of where, uh, unlike a bicycle, you're using your own momentum to keep up your speed. So you can you can really easily like a lot more easily gauge like okay well you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything too crazy off this hill but sometimes you can accidentally like oops revved a little bit too much and you're like woo <laughs> and so like <laughs> then you have to brace for impact and then the impact can sometimes be a lot more than you expected uh it's just uh I don't know I I'm trying to think of jet skis do that too jet skis also do the thing where like after a while your hands get clawed up if you're on there too long yeah it's just a position and it's also it's also got to do uh it's the same problem that typing on a computer for a long time creates it's called the ulnar deviation i believe because uh, the blood flow for to your hands is also constrained when you're in a in that position because of the the way that your forearms uh twist the bones themselves like twist in a way that you get less blood flow to the hands i always have trouble had trouble with um this is uh, like about. cold hands Sorry? That's interesting Interesting to think about. I'm just thinking, like, because, yeah, like, fucking... Arms are fucking weird. Because you, <laughs> yep. you essentially have... You have two bones that run parallel to each other, and they just twist over each other. Mm-hmm. And, like... As, and like if your palm is up that's when your that's when your bones are parallel right so when every time you're using a computer or anytime your hands yeah. are your palms are down which is like most of the uses of a hand your bones are like twisted over each other in a way that just does who knows what's all the inside meat and blood vessels and shit inside there it is not good yeah that's like, definitely something like that, we were, yeah. it's like we're made wrong <laughs> Well, that's no, uh, no. I mean, it's the, the keyboards are not made for us. Have you yeah, never seen the say, keyboards? But how often like these is keyboards palm are... up useful as a human? It's, what is that uh, yeah, for? Yeah, but it's just like no, again, it's not it's palm just, up. Well, palm up palm is up. when they're untwisted, but the normal position yeah. is when it's palm sideways. Like yeah, you rest, it should be yeah. parallel to your body. Yeah. But so, yeah, there, so there's these. I don't know if you, I, I can show you. I think I can look it up that's, and show you uh, a good a good way to 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 deal with that is to like outstretch your your arm like straight ahead bend your bend your fingers with your other hand uh and then like kind of like pull a little bit with your arm and that's a great way to stretch out your entire like that entire set of muscles when you're on a computer for long periods of time like just get up and do that and that way you can reset your uh your poor constricted body there are keyboards that are made for people who have pro- uh, trouble twisting their arms in that yeah. fa- in the fashion that normal keyboards do. I, I just posted a picture. Uh, not, I looked it, up. It's funny, but like not all tools human make humans make are actually good for us. Some tools are just many yeah. aren't like social media. Most yeah. of them. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> or like yeah, or, media, or yes. like toilets. Toilets are terrible designed, and we just keep using them for some reason. Uh, 
Like they don't. This topic just has me thinking about my mom and how she's always like, this is like, remember to stretch every now and then you'll get carpal tunnel. It's just been like her go to thing to fixate on all the time. You don't have carpal tunnel syndrome? No. Do you have do you have carpal tunnel syndrome? I do since 24. And it sucks. It's basically a daily. Yeah, it's just like it's terrible. And I think I was I, I got it for like. For using a computer in a certain way for only two years, it was enough. And then I, my hand Jeez. started to hurt. Yeah. And the thing is, I had no idea what it was. And I was like, mm, this isn't good. Let me continue doing exactly the same thing I've been doing. Up until <laughs> yeah, I started yeah. Uh, I don't really this continue year, I anything that. if I feel pain. That is a good way to do things. <laughs> That's but... not true. Like, like for example, you back don't, pain. I don't feel pain playing Overwatch. <laughs> You, you That's finished, you. You finished Zero Escape. That's not like what you. words mean. <laughs> How did you not what feel I mean, pain? That's a different form of trauma. <laughs> I mean, it's like, for example, if you're if you if you're used to getting back pain after sitting down for two hours, for example, then that's probably normal two hours. But there's probably something also that you can do to mitigate that. Having that back pain every two hours to sit down is not good. But you can, I mean, of course you can get up every hour or so just to stretch, and that's important. But it doesn't mean that there's not, not other ways, that you, uh, other things yeah. that you should be doing. I just need to work on my posture. Yeah. Everybody sit up. <laughs> it's just yeah, every is. single position I ever get into always feels uncomfortable. Even the ones that are supposed to be like, this is helpful, right? This is good. This chair's got a, like a bend. This chair's got like a back with like a V in it that's supposed to like go into the whatever spot on your back that like makes your posture better, right? And like this just, it's it never feels like an improvement in any way. With a V, the lower back, I imagine. Yeah, like the, there's a lot of chairs have like a shape that's supposed to help your back or something, and I'm like, oh, yeah. does it though? I'm like, oh. I they have like the little. Uh, the I turned. Little I turned into a liquid. I, I turned into liquid like a cat. And just like I th- <laughs> sink into various positions, and then and then change into another position every like ten minutes. <laughs> Somebody needs to make fan art of that. <laughs> like I like I, I like I sit up at attention, all alert and shit, and try to like do that whenever I play uh, Overwatch. Because like no, we're fully engaged. No, we're not putting my legs up on the on the stool or anything. Like we're like no no leaning <laughs> back during Overwatch. But uh, when I'm playing like Golden Sun or uh, a Monsters Expedition. I am just like <laughs> leaning all the way to the left or all the way to the right, or I'm slumped so that it's like it's like here's my just my shoulders are against the backrest, and then my legs are all the way forward. Uh, like you can hear, you can probably hear it in my voice every time I shift to a different position because of the effects that it has. <laughs> but I'm just like sitting there for so long sometimes, and I'm just like just sinking into different positions and then getting back up again. I there's a, there's definitely I definitely feel the like the effect of sinking into the chair a little my chair is pretty it's pretty robust in that regard but um i think it's just a matter of habit really like for um i i, I don't know it might not be just a matter of habit as well like recently i i um i've gotten myself in, uh, to be more conscious of where my elbows specifically are in my armrests and now these like i say recently but like for the last year um, and these days I, I can immediately notice when I'm out of position because my arm my arms just feel wrong. You know what I mean? This is like because they're mm. not going to be reaching the right things. If I if my, I'm like slumped, my or elbows something, just I'm, don't go on anything. I don't think. 
that's 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 hmm. crazy i so i i put my desk i have a corner desk and i specifically always use corner desks because what i do is i put uh the keyboard at the at the bending at the like center point and so then i put my wrist or both my arms on the table flat so that way they're not on the armrest i don't rely on the chair to provide stability i always have my arms at like a perfect 90 degree angle when i'm on uh, on a keyboard so your, so that way, your entire arms are on the tape on the desk yeah, my entire arms are, are resting on the desk, and then I have a I have a thing for my elbow that I put my elbow onto, so it's not hitting the because I'm, I'm terribly. I think I've thin. seen it in one of your, and, your yeah yeah, and so I I keep that so that way I don't like have my bone hitting the desk, but otherwise uh, I just keep it like that, and that's and I have like a thing in front of my keyboard to put my wrists on if I need it. Yeah, that that but, thing is actually crucial in the position that you're in. Because if you don't have that, your arms are gonna twist like your hands rather are gonna twist backwards because of the keyboard. When you're when yeah. you have your uh, when you have your hands or arms resting in the table like that, you really really need that that keyboard uh, thing that you're talking about. Yeah, and I try to and it, like and I do that specifically for my my left arm because my left is the one that uh, is uh, that has the bag underneath it for my elbow, and that's because it keeps it elevated at like a perfect like they're the exact same height, so it's not. Uh, like my, I really wish I could do it for my mouse arm, but I can't because when I use my mouse, my, my elbow goes off the ledge, but, uh, but you know, I, I'm trying to keep my wrist as like perfectly same level as possible. So they're not bending at any point. Cause yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm on a computer all day. Literally my whole job is just a computer. And so yeah, my wrist if I'm not straight. careful, yeah, like if I'm not careful, I'll just, I'll hurt myself. And I find that the elbow support is more important for uh, for back pain than necessarily for arm pain, uh, and that's that's one of the reasons why I changed the way I have them last year. Um, but because the thing is, like, if I don't have my elbow support supported, it's just like my shoulders that are holding onto the arm uh, weight, and eventually it just it just really weighs me down. I suppose because hmm. the arms they're they're chunky arms. I, did, I never know where these podcasts are going to go. I did not expect like the first well, well, half we, an hour to be about posture. Hiking. And We're and talking hiking. about hiking. Yeah. yeah. I was going to open this podcast with an apology. Oh, <laughs> why? Oh, for last week? Uh, kind? I don't know about last week or not. Uh, well, oh, yeah, oh week. right. Last week we didn't have a podcast. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, no, just the fact that I... Uh, I was like, we never get any questions. I'm like, oh, right. We have questions we never answer. Let's get them today. We have and, yeah, so I was going to spend, this, I was spend this entire episode on, on just on Q&A questions. Let's do it. Q&A questions. I'm so thanks, good at thanks for what answering my question. make. I, I have mm -hmm. zero yeah, confidence we, in my stamina still, but that's all right. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we started with this Andrew's question in this Q&A. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's, uh, there's two things. One... One thing is that yeah, I I would I would check the the questions uh, just about weekly for a while there, and it was just that there was a, there's a bunch that I keep skipping over for various reasons, and uh, partly because some like, like some of them are for Stephanie and some of them were like here's a whole topic I'm like oh I don't think we're like it's a combination of like oh I think we're too far into this podcast to introduce this potentially long topic now and also in other cases I'm like I don't have like anything I don't think I have any it's probably my to fault say as about well. this particular topic like I don't know why I'd bring this one up. Yeah, it's probably my fault as well because I 
I, for there were a few podcasts that I started off like almost purposely tangential, like creating tangents <laughs> and just being like, let's talk about this nonsense thing that you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. But there's a, there's also another thing, which is I have a bias because I've done a lot of Q and a videos at this point. Uh, because the extended Patreon Q&A and before that there was the other one like the one where you call it like where, where you asked a question about my murdered burps was the way you phrased it all the way back <laughs> then and uh, I remember answering that question while playing Earth Defense Force that was a really specific memory but like I have a bias against a particular kind of question and I tend to skip over them at least temporarily over and over again before I get around to them which is what is your favorite least favorite best worst style like that format and it's partly because mm -hmm. there's two things. One, it's just like such a template question that like in many cases, it's like I feel like I've answered 16 variations of the same question several times. Like, what's your favorite game or least favorite game kind of stuff is like, it's just kind of like, eh. but at the same time, like the I, I also always get I always pause for a moment because the human brain does not index all of its contents. Because I was going to say, like, oh, Andrew's I don't... Andrew's brain does. I was going to be like, I don't forget every... I don't remember every game and so on. But it's like, I don't necessarily not remember every game. But it's like, I can't, like, call up a numbered list in my head that ranks everything, all of my life experiences. And so there's this, like, it's like a Quentin Tarantino thing, which I'm, which I'm guilty of. Which is when you're like, let's quote Quentin Tarantino when he said that fucking... His favorite movie of all time is Battle Royale. And it's like... I don't, the con I don't even know the context of that quote or when it was. It's like, it could have just been like a throwaway comment in a random interview <laughs> that happened one day. And it could have been like seven years ago and he doesn't think that anymore. Like, what is that? So it's like, it's like people often will quote your answers to these kind of questions. And then like... As if it's canon and gospel. They will remember the answers to these questions longer than you. Like, I'll forget them by the end <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. I won't even remember what the answers <laughs> to my questions in the same podcast because of how arbitrarily selected a best or worst is. But people will, like, cite it later. And I'm like, I don't know. So, so, so I'll just do this whole podcast with that asterisk there as a reminder that, like, I pretty much just throw out the first thing that comes to mind at that, on, the, that hap that, on that day, which is, like, semi-random because trying to like cement yourself as like this is the exact answer of best or worst in this thing is just like that's not how human minds work so that's that's my asterisks and so on because we're just going to churn through them all uh in chronolo in, in chronological order Seems oh like a i, I read some of the older ones do you have the list on you yeah i just keep them in my in my email inbox and i move them to the answered folder when i answer them Mm -hmm. So they're all that would be in, a much better box of state is kept <laughs> much better than much... what I do. No, yeah. that'd be a much better uh, name for inbox would be inventory. I would love the that. inventory. Here's my email inventory. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, God, <laughs> let's see. First I, question I... is for Stephanie. So skip <laughs> right oh, back well. to the oldest question <laughs> continually gets skipped because it's for Stephanie. Let's see. Someday. Oh, yeah, there's another. There's a favorite one. Robert McDaniel asks, uh, I've been really enjoying the podcast so far. That's not a question. Uh, I figured I'd do my part in writing some questions. Question number one. <laughs> this one's for everyone. Uh, what are some of your favorite, most memorable boss fights of all time? Okay. Uh... Duragon C. Mikado. <laughs> God. Mikado? You'll see in about oh. a, you'll know in a week. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. It is. So I'll start off and let you guys think uh, about 
one. I'll I'll give one right now and then I'll give another later. Uh the boss is not there's two main bosses in um in Fallout 1, but specifically the master in Fallout 1. The last time I played Fallout 1 ended so brilliantly that I really enjoyed it. Basically, it's a very tense part of the game where you have a corridor and like there's some there's a lot of psychic stuff going on and your character is taking damage. And it was basically like that ending scene in an anime where the main hero just goes and takes like a serious grievous wound that lasts forever because it was a permanent thing in my character. But I knew it was the last boss. And then you had that big confrontation with the master in Fallout 1, which is honestly one of my... Oh, yeah, that probably is my favorite boss of all time. It's just so well written, so interesting. Uh, even though it is derivative, but in video games it's it's interesting. Um, and uh, and just I convinced him to do the thing that you convince him to do, everybody knows about. I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, the Master in Fallout 1, the last time I did it, was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. You guys thought about yours while I was talking, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, no, I listened. <laughs> uh, oh, you weren't thinking. I was buying your time because <laughs> I know you need to think. Well, the first boss in Mischief Makers, which itself is a weird game because it's a 2.5D game in a way that, you know, the era where that was like, what the fuck is that genre? We don't even have a word for that yet. The idea that, like, you're playing a 2D game, but the background's like, has 3D effects and so on. And, like, the first boss is a giant drag a dragon that comes out of the lava. And he's like a series of... He's, he himself is made of a series of individual objects that float around independently of each other. But they're supposed to create the simulation of a of a dragon like body. Like it's not like it's not intentionally like uh what's that man? Oh my god, what game was that? I'll just say Rayman, because that's another example of when you're they're supposed to be floating around independently. But there was like a what was that game where you were a green man made of blobs? Hmm. <laughs> that all moved Vector apart. Man? Vector Man. Yeah, it's not like Vector Man. It's like the it's <laughs> supposed to look like a body. But they simulated having this big, this big animated dragon, be really animated, but <laughs> but without, ha without having like a billion unique sprites or whatever, by having him yeah. be made up of a ser series of like orbs that would fly around and animate, and his facial expressions would change and so on. And it was it was really well, it was really fluid and neat looking. And he would try to punch you down at you, and you'd and because you were shake shake, the the you were the maid from Mischief Makers all she could do is catch things and throw them so like you had to like catch his punches and throw them back at his face which is just <laughs> a hell of a just a bizarre boss fight and the entire thing sounds like someone record scratching over and over again like in a scuffy noise sort of way it's like a really off-putting like not not pleasing background track the whole thing's like deeply seared in my brain there's also a boss fight in fucking silent bomber a game where you it's, it's like it's like Bomberman. But like it's oh, serious, serious brooding boy, anime boy man. It's one. It's on my list of like, 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 like the bouncer and mischief maker of like these are my seared into my memory games. I have to get into get a series on at some point. But uh, in this in this bizarre game that's like Bomberman, where you have X number of bombs and then you detonate them and so on. But you can also like launch them at people and lock onto them to throw them directly onto them. You fight a ch fucking chessboard. Just a whole fucking chessboard of like life scale, and they all move like chess pieces, and they're all attacking you. And I never beat it as a kid, so that's my big goal is to get around to that playthrough again, just Ooh, to that's beat, nice. just to beat that game because I never beat the chessboard level because it was so overwhelming as a kid. I could never get past it. Also, Ludwig, mm -hmm. obviously, from Bloodborne. Yeah, 
I was going to say uh, Sir Alone from Dark Souls 2 from the... Uh, which one is the DLC? There's, there's a DLC. He wasn't that hard. Fume Knight. No, he that wasn't was that hard, one. but I, I liked... I liked him because his rule set... First off, he didn't have any flaming swords, which is a huge bonus for me because I hate <laughs> them. <laughs> I just can't with flaming swords. But the uh, his, his move set is really like clean, and it's like the distillation of all the Dark Souls katana moves, yeah. and he's big. And it's like... He's also kind of tough. He's not an easy boss, but he's easy enough that there's sort of an achievement where if you beat him without taking any damage... He has a specific animation, so it's like one of those bosses that actually is a little bit easier than yeah. you'd think because they have that. Uh, but the mo for me, the moment it clicked that I could learn his moveset entirely, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun time. And it was. It w I learned his whole moveset, and I enjoyed it. There was the boss fights that I were like seared in my mind are just the ones that I spent days or weeks on. Like, yeah. there was an entire period I don't of, like of those. dealing with that. <laughs> so it was like Lost Sinner... Elaine or El Elsana or Elana or whatever from the end of the Sunken, Sunken King DLC. Fume Knight yeah. and uh, Ludwig. Ivory King? No, I had so much trouble with Ivory King. Oh my god, I had so I much trouble with that. Fume Knight was difficult. <laughs> my god, I had so much trouble. Admittedly, I wasn't doing it properly. I didn't have all the knights. For Elsana or Elaine or whatever the fuck. Uh, so, whoever she is. That's the one in the... The one before is the one, in... this one, this is the one before the poison dragon. Uh, she like summons things and stuff and teleports around. Uh, that oh, one in particular, yeah. I was brooding over because like I had to fucking leave for a vacation. Half like I I spent hours on it being stuck and then was watching my backlog of videos slowly dry up leading up to when the video was supposed to come out for fighting her, and then. Uh, like I was like, oh my god, am I like I I gotta I gotta beat her, but I'm like I'm gone for like three days on this like trip to Pismo and so on. Then I come back and then I, I think I actually beat her relatively quickly when I got back. But that was one of my first. She's like, the one at the bottom of bridged oh. videos. <laughs> She's the one at the bottom of the that big stair yeah. stairway kind of. Yeah, you go down this yeah. huge I falling her. section, and I think I didn't find the st the nearby. Because it's yeah, very visible. I think I missed it the is. bonfire, so I had to go down the entire level every time I fought her. I got lucky God. that my 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 build was enough for to kill her on I think the second try. Yeah. But she, she yeah, she's very annoying. And I think I think Ludwig might have been artificially difficult because uh it was DLC that came out for the game and it came out after I'd already played the game all the way through. So I made a new character just to play the DLC on new game. And, uh, like, I was, like, I, I just kind of, like, guessed what the recommended level was. Because, like, yeah, I could, I could get to the requirements to unlocking the DLC relatively quickly. But I was, like, I don't know what level I should be. And uh, in between sessions of trying to beat Ludwig, I would go grind by ripping the anuses out of those pigs over and over again. And then coming <laughs> back. And I'd be a few levels higher and so on. And then, like, and then by the end, when I fight Orphan of Koss, which was supposed to be the big difficult one that everyone freaks out about, too... I like I beat him relatively quickly and easily, and I, at that point I guess I was somehow overpowered. I'm like I don't. This is kind of a problem with. It's kind of a struggle with Souls games in general, but also especially with the idea of DLC that comes out for a Souls like. It's just like what level am I supposed to be? Where, where does this fit in naturally? Uh, and when you're rushing to create content for a game, you're like you, you don't you don't really have the time to be like I will do a natural playthrough where I do approximately 60% of the overall campaign and then play the DLC and then I'll have the amount of experience you would naturally obtain in that amount of time. Like, it's it's just... 
there'd be so many more extra hoops to go through. So like, I just, I might've made the whole fight harder by being weaker than I was supposed to be, but it was, it was, yeah. it was agony. <laughs> it is agony when you just, especially if you have the, the, the backlog sort of hounding on you and just being like, Oh, I gotta get you. Oh, it, fu <laughs> you know it fucking to... sucks once you're at a point where you have like a quota of like videos you do per day. And then you're like, I'm just fighting this boss for three hours. And it's going to be eventually <laughs> one video. <laughs> and you're like, it's like, not only am I falling behind on my daily recordings, but like potentially, depending on how that playthrough is going, the amount of days it is before that video is supposed to come out that you're recording right now is like creeping up on you until like eventually you're like, am I going to have to like put this series on hiatus because I still haven't, don't have the video ready? Or do I or just start uploading like 10 videos of me fighting the same boss over and over again? Sekiro broke me there a little bit because Sekiro had some bosses that were so hard that I I I gave up and came back later. So I was like, I, I can't I can't beat Butterfly. I got to go play the main campaign more and come back to the side area later. So I just I had a video that that was that even had an unabridged version that still ultimately resulted in me not beating her. I was gonna say my my I would say my favorite boss fight is Ishin, the final boss of Sekiro, who is. Like, yeah, he's just the culmination of like, all right, bud, I hope you, I hope you like didn't actually learn anything from this game because we're going to fuck it all up right now. <laughs> it's like, oh God, like you, you just can't do anything to the guy. You have to. This is not even my about, final form. Yeah. Like first off. Surprise. That was like, also the, not my final form. <laughs> the initial I don't like fight that is, at all. The initial fight is with Genshin. Uh, Gesh, Genshin. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Genshiro. Uh, I can tell he really left an impact on you. Yeah, he's so he's so brain dead easy. I hate like my first my first time fighting him in the my blind playthrough. I beat him on my second attempt. Like fucking he's just a boring. Ape. Sorry, oh, just no, yeah, the yeah. remembered guardian yeah. ape and that fucking uh, reveal. Yeah, guardian, guardian ape uh. was a uh, was also not nearly as bad. But like, it's just it. Like I was like, oh cool, this guy again, and you beat him, and you're like, oh haha, and he's like, now it's my second. It's like, all right, haha. He's like, oh by the way and you're like who the fuck is that guy and this guy like walks out with his huge <laughs> fucking sword and he's like i'm gonna actually kick your ass it's like oh wait uh oh hold on <laughs> and he just every every fucking hit is like your whole health that's it you just you cannot fuck up the battle you have to keep winning you have it's, to keep blocking you much. have to like it's it's a lot it takes so much patience to fight him but it's so rewarding every time every time that you've like block one of his moves or put more uh posture break on him and you're like yeah fuck you dude i'm gonna kick your ass it feels really good uh and a lot of there are some Sekiro bosses that are like that Sekiro is probably like like the only souls game that i would say i like uh that they've made uh just because it has well, you know all what Sekiro needs i like in it you know what Go Sekiro ahead. needs especially for 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 streamers for, for blind let's players i should say is like t tutorial tooltips where this boss is immune to this attack use this ability to uh, unlock its uh, exposed state like when you find uh, the the headless monkey that is immune to everything or no there's po is there poison around you i don't remember because i didn't play the game i only watched like three or four let's plays no he he throws <laughs> uh so his, his he throws shit at you and the shit he throws at you is poisonous I, yeah uh, i was just, I just remember seeing a lot of people too. being like it's a I don't real know what to big do. ass boulder it's a big ass boulder, but also like he's he, so it's out, like, he has a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a tough one, mostly because like his move set is 
really, really painful to try and get ex like good hits out Which of. Which move set? Because there's two move sets. There's the serpent. The there's a, well. There's the, second, the, the first the, one. Yeah. So his first, yeah. his first, uh, his first phase is also kind of a pain in the ass because that's the one where he's going around like jumping in the air, chucking shit at you like a grand, like a slam dunk, like a monkey. He's a yeah. uh, he. Uh, he like has the move where he ro he rolls at you like so he just charges it barrels at you and then he starts rolling left and right and like you have to just you have to let him temper tantrum out and you have to like wait a second and then you can start getting hits in and like there's a lot of that and then yeah his second phase is obviously like he's just swinging this fucking sword like crazy he just suddenly became like a sword master and you're like what excuse me where the fuck did this come from and he's just like he's you know it, he's, it's, and he's moving like a creepy puppet yeah, well, yeah, he is. He is oh, a creepy like, puppet. Yeah, because yeah, he's dang. That's, that's, that's where he came from. It's it's a lot, but uh, I I would say like seeing it twice is what kind of like made me a little like that was when I was like, uh, okay, well, fuck you guys. Like fighting two of them is like all right. Oh, no, when the, to, there's the, two of the, them. Yeah, yeah. There's a later point where you have to fight two of them at one time, and it was like, all right, well, this is this is a little fucking mean. Like I think you're. <laughs> I don't know. It's like uh, it's like the Hydra when you like in the Hydra and Dark Souls when you see the Hydra again. You're like, all right, did you really <laughs> oh, you think shut this up, was Andrew. like your did second you really Hydra was, was a it? piece of cake? Well, yeah, it killed I saw itself. It. Fortunately, <laughs> but, like, I saw it. It's, but it's still like the it's still like seeing that Hydra again is like, oh my god, did you really think this was good enough for a second time? Like I yeah, didn't like it the first the, time. It's like, the worst on. boss fight in Dark Souls, and for some reason they use By it far, twice. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how yeah, dare you? <laughs> and like that's how i felt with the monkey i was like all right this is it's it's not that it was hard it's just like it's a pain it's a fucking monkey it's a nightmare to deal with you're waiting for a lot of him to do stuff a lot of the other Sekiro bosses are nice because you can just fucking bully them if they're if they're dumb and they are like butterfly is fucking dumb she will just come at you if you open yourself you're like look i'm attacking a lot she's like oh i'm gonna punish you and you're like no you're no Butterfly's you're not and you just block brutal but you, yeah, all you, you have don't to know do what to do. That's what I'm saying. Keep just keep countering her. Just keep fucking countering her. The game she, just needs to tell you that stuff. The game needs to no, have a pop up that you can disable if you want to. to learn it yourself. But no, the thing you is, you don't need to learn. You you learn easily <laughs> in Sekiro <laughs> by punishment. Because unlike Dark Souls, I don't think we're that's like the case. Dark Souls. Dark Souls sucks to die in because there's a lot yeah. hold. There's a lot that holds you back when you die. Like you lose a lot of souls and you lose a lot and you can like lose humanity and you can lose health and all this stuff. Sekiro doesn't No. The worst you can do is you can waste a a, a, a revive. If you wait like if you wasted a revive, now you have to re uh, go around and kill more people to get that extra one. But that's the worst that can happen to you. What are you gonna lose your sen? Who holds on to sen? What a fucking idiot. Just hold on to your bag of money. I think the, and when weird, it's time to the weird pressure in Sekiro was that every time you died, you were slowly killing all of the other characters in the game. Uh, fuck them. That's not the point. The point, is, <laughs> the point is yeah. that you're, you're there, like, there Wow, literally no consequences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I like Sekiro, because I didn't, I didn't... I don't care about the Dragon Rod. I'm not there. I don't play Sekiro Also, it doesn't matter, because they That's don't die. That's not interesting. Yeah, they don't die. The, the Dragon Rod doesn't kill them. Uh, I don't, the dragon, I don't remember uh, how it works, but I think the it dragon did rod doesn't kill them, but it does. Uh, it permanently fucks them up for life. Like it makes their life not great. Oh, um, they they change their character like yeah, dialogue like their and stuff. Yeah, their characters Finally, get worse. Like, I think I remember there being like a yeah. There was like a another encounter that was like it's guardian ape, but worse. And surprisingly, I beat it on like my first or second try. <laughs> yeah, I've been training good, for yeah. this. 
But yeah, the fucking There's... Hydra literally has two attacks in Dark Souls 1. It has the long-range projectile attack, and then one where oh, all of its heads hits. attack in, at once. And in that fucking animation, yeah. all of the heads go in the same direction every time. It's one giant, like somebody built a giant like knot of like, here's the path each individual head will take, and they all don't like pass through each other, and it's like a big complicated web of heads. But then when you damage a head, it falls off. And so slowly you're just chopping off all the heads, but the ones that are left are still awkwardly doing whatever their attack animation is, even if all the surrounding heads aren't there to give it context anymore. And so eventually you just get with some shitty dangler that you can never like you start having trouble reaching it because you're in like you're in like waist high water so you move slow and he's too stupid to hit you because he's he's he locks onto you and does his attack on you like all of his heads are still there but all the ones that threatened you have been long since chopped off and now a weird far distant one keeps hitting like 30 feet away from you and you keep like trying to like bait his melee attack then run to the head where it ends up landing, just try to hit it. Because the boss can't even hit you anymore. And I've legitimately been stuck in that position of just trying to kill the boss that can't even hurt me anymore mm -hmm. for like a minute or two straight. Of like, just like, oh my fucking god, I don't want to be here anymore. It's yeah. such a trash, unfinished boss. And they used it twice somehow. And I'm like, why did you do that? And it's like, but it's like, yeah, just to highlight how unfinished that boss is, the fucking, the second spawn of, of that boss reveals it secretly had a third move the whole time which is the one where it flies through the air like a dumb rubber kaiju the way that they wouldn't move when they were flying through the air in those movies uh and it like might just glitch out and die when it does it <laughs> it's it's a very rare occurrence i, I pointed that stuff only so much when whenever anyone's trying to pretend that like dark souls one is like some perfect gem of a game or whatever the fuck it's like i love dark souls but like it's just really weird to deify it and pretend it's like some sort of perfection example especially when since like uh dark souls one is constantly used as like a club like a bludgeon against its sequels like especially dark souls <laughs> 2 just... and it's like do oh you God. not remember dark souls one how many fucking issues it has every single dark souls is full of weird quirks and problems including demon souls and like they always were including in the sequels that both yeah fix some of them and introduce new ones and it's always been the case and this bizarre thing, it's it's really re it's really weird watching people like act like like the usual the usual narrative is often that Dark Souls one is like perfection and Dark Souls two is trash. And I'm like, what? I've played I all think, of these games so many times, and this discrepancy does not match. I I, I my my favorite is Dark Souls two. I think it's, Dark it's Souls three is very great. comfortable. Yeah, I think so. I think the, my problem with Dark Souls one, besides the bosses, is that. Because you know, there's the bed of chaos. There's the uh, the um, there's obviously the 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 thing that you were talking about the the Hydra. Um, there's just a lot of bosses that are not good at all. Uh, but I think my problem is the that you can't roll in any direction. It's only forwards, backwards, left or right. That's it. And uh, I think yeah. that makes the game so. There's mods for it. You can mod it. Uh, and obviously, if you're not locked into I think like, they uh, added an enemy, eight direction rolling in the remaster or something. No, they didn't. It's still not? four direction. Yeah, it's just four directions. It's uh, it does make the feel the game feel clunky. I I I wish they they didn't have that. But that's that's really the only thing, uh, generally speaking. But but the bosses themselves, I think, are the weakest part of Dark Souls One. In the entire second half of the game, and is like a yes. noticeable <laughs> drop from the first half. 
Like, isn't it cool how interconnected yeah. the world is? Yeah, for the first three hours. <laughs> that goes away immediately after your, the plate levels you're playing stop being called undead, Berg. <laughs> it's like you immediately lose that whole aspect you're, that you're claiming is like the selling point of the game. After that point, it just There's is. Still... It, it basically just is Dark Souls 2 and Demon Souls and Bloodborne. I mean, I mean, I mean, in Dark Souls 3, all of which don't have the interconnectivity so much. Doesn't New Londo connect somewhere else? Like the bottom of New Londo? Doesn't it connect to another place besides the bottom of the shrine? Yeah, there's this... The Drake Valley place is weirdly a connection between... Uh, oh, no, no, no. It, I know. It, that's it, not weirdly, it weirdly connects the beginning of New Londo Ruins with the end of New Londo Ruins with... Uh, Dark Root Garden. Oh, it does. With, that's the one. Blight Town. Yes. That's what I'm remembering. I like that bit. That's that, that's my favorite interconnection bit because yeah. it's just so deep into the game, and you're like, oh, these gates. It's a really weird it's so connection fun. too. It is. It's it, it like, also totally irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, for when you desperately want to get from the ending gate of New Londo to that one sort of secret-ish bonfire in Dark Root, obviously, who mm -hmm. wouldn't want that yeah, path? Of course, for sure. I only just, I only use it when I'm in Dark Root to sneak into the front gate of New Londo ruins just to get the uh, the item on top of that one tower surrounded by drakes and then run back. Mm -hmm. Which I don't even know if it's worth yep. getting. It's probably something I no, never use, like a fucking tear stone it. ring. No, it's a ring. It's a ring of um, it's a ring of like it's a tear stone ring. I think I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I hate tear stone rings. Oh, I'll never use a ring that's like you need to have low health for this effect to happen. I'm like, nope, not playing good. that. Not playing that style. I promise you that ring is good. I know you, I, don't, no, you never play with it. I always it saved refuse my life so to many play times. any like. I, re I always refuse to play with any play style that's like, yeah, just stay at low health and never make mistakes. Because like, no. I don't. But it isn't. It isn't what the, I don't think. It, that's the biggest benefit of that ring. So basically, the ring. That's just what for tearstone context. means. All the tearstone rings are. This effect happens when you're low health. Oh, no, the, that ring is the one that gives you defense. Yeah, it's low health. Ah, uh, yeah, that that's, would be the only one. one. That yeah, that's the one I'm referring to. Dying. Yeah. But it is, like, it's sort of magic. Well, obviously, it's a magic ring. But it, it isn't like, <laughs> it isn't like gives you defense at low health and you're like, okay, so if I take a hit at high health, then I don't have that defense and I die. No, no, no. The last little bit of that hit that would kill you otherwise, the last little bit counts with a high defense. And uh, and so it, it, it it's uh, Dark Souls one more... always had the balancing problem of how there was that one bullshit ring. Yeah, I use it every time. I like, just love it. Who needs <laughs> all the other rings when you could just knock Lautrec, you just murder Lautrec and get the super ring that makes all of your stats better all at the same time? Oh, that one I forgot about that. Yeah, who needs the any one that other you can't ring? Remove? Yeah, you just can't take it off because it'll break. Yeah. Which why would you ever? <laughs> it's better than every ring in the game. <laughs> <laughs> cannot take it and off. it's not like and you, you still have another it's finger not like you feel bad for murdering loud trek he's gonna kill your firekeeper he's the most hated npc in the game already so it's like it's just an added bonus like oh i, I don't have, you, you don't fuck over my playthrough later and i also don't have to like fight you you know shitty rigged battle against wizards that shoot bolts at me and shit i just kill you right now it like and an by the way that battle if the if you lose that battle you can't go back there or can you uh it just keeps responding you over and over again i think Okay. Oh, okay. Because I, I, when I did it the first time, I did it on stream, and my chat told me that uh, it was a one-shot thing, and I was like, "Okay, no. super pressure." I don't Almost think died, that's the but... case at all. Okay. So I think you just keep. Was... 
I think you just keep running there or something. I don't remember how that fight triggers anymore. It's been. I don't so even long. know how to spawn that fight because you need to go to a place and eat like a an eye. I think it's new lawn. Uh, it's new. Yeah, it's you use the. I think you use the evil eye orb, and you. I think mm -hmm. you have to use it in Anor Orlando. It might have to be night. And you might have. It might have to be nighttime. Yeah, you probably at least have to have beaten Orange and Smo already, but I don't. I don't remember. These games yeah, are actually know. filled with like hundreds of incredibly arcane mechanics that, like, <laughs> when you're when you're in the loop of replaying the same one over and over again, you get like into the vibe of like, oh, here's all these things I've memorized that are a bunch of weird random bullshit. But once you start playing the other ones and then go back to another one, you're like, oh fuck, what what was this game's deal? And then after you're a few years removed from like the whole series, like now because they haven't made one for a while, it's so fucking hard to remember. Like, which thing is happening, which game. Like, oh, yeah, the fucking Demon Souls has a world tendency. So, like, <laughs> the worlds get darker when you die more and get better when you kill a boss. And that affects whether or not certain doors are open <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's like, and it's an entire mechanic that used to be tied to the online mechanic. But the online inner gameplay mostly died. So it basically doesn't work anymore. And, like, it's a Did lot. they change it? for the remake i don't know i haven't played it because i just don't have a ps5 but who does yeah no one just just all the scalpers no one but the uh yeah, yeah in demon souls you had character tendency and world tendency so you had a light and dark meter and they had and the each individual world had a light and dark meter out of the five of them and so your certain actions would raise or lower either meter which would cause different effects to happen to both of you simultaneously I think if you, I think the one of the consequences for getting darker character tendency from murdering NPCs and stuff was that instead of your health going down to half when you when when you died, it went down to like as low as like ten percent. <laughs> like the oh. lower the lower well, limit really? on how low your health could go kept getting lower and lower and lower the darker your character tendency got to punish you for wow. killing NPCs. <laughs> like you better have wow. a fucking not Lloyd's talisman, whatever the fuck thing is that made you come back to life. Because that's just one of the many arcane things going on there. That it's like, keeps oh, yeah, changing some, the name. Just a reminder of like how like, oh yeah, some Souls games made your health go down when you died. And some of them didn't. Funnily enough, the mm -hmm. one that people hold up on a on a platter the most is the one that didn't do that at all. Uh, yeah, Dark well, Souls 2, 3, and curse. Demon's Souls all changed your health amount every time you died. But Dark Souls 1 never does. But Dark Souls 1 has curse that yeah. does half the... It's the worst. It's like yeah. if it did that in Dark Souls 1, it would be the worst thing. Curse is pretty horrifying. But uh, it only and happens just, from it's one just the same enemy as... type in basically one location. And it's fixable No, there's like two an enemies. There's two enemies. It's really hard to get cursed by a crystal golem. <laughs> oh, there's three enemies then. I was thinking of the, the basilisks. <laughs> no, I was only talking about the basilisk. That's the only one that it really ever does to anybody. Oh no! Yeah, the ghosts do that as well. And it's not, that's the only one that I've been. No, the ghosts don't curse you. Are you, you have sure? To, you have to use a transient curse to fight them. There's an item mm. called the transient curse, which is a weird little hand. I might you, be, you, yeah, you can, you can I might that have... in order to hit ghosts. Otherwise, you can't hurt them at all, and you have to run past them. I'm, which was yeah, a... <laughs> I thought they cursed you. <laughs> if you want to go back to 2011, you can watch me and Andrew find New Londo ruins like first ish because we didn't know which way to go. <laughs> We went, yes. to the we went to the graveyard <laughs> yeah. and New Londo ruins before we ever found Undead Berg, and we spent hours trying to get figure them out. It's like, and like the reputation of Dark Souls is that it's hard, so we're like, oh wow, this game really is hard. You have to get past this whole ghost area, and you can't <laughs> fight anybody. It's crazy. <laughs> well, it's hard, but not that hard. 
Yeah. The repetition <laughs> just actively fucked with your ability to tell whether or not it's you're going not the wrong that hard, way. though. It's not that hard. Uh, it's like a, it's just your expectation to what the game is going to be. You, you know, you're not you're not playing Destiny here. I there's be, a Souls games Souls. Are, Souls games are often not as hard as their reputation dictates, but at times they kind of are. There's that's the thing. Though, yeah, is like with, with Soul games, I struggle a lot with trying to figure out, uh, trying to figure out how much stuff is a challenge and how much of it is bad design. Because there's like this, there is this like window of leniency you get when you make a challenging game where people will like gloss over certain parts of it in the assumption that this was made for increased difficulty when it really is just like, oh no, they just fucked up. Like this is just a bad, like Hydra twice is not because of increased difficulty. That's just bad design. Like they just did a bad thing. And like, yeah. Or fighting something like the, uh, what is it? The uh ceaseless discharge it's just like it's just a giant <laughs> flail thing that you can basically can't even fit on your screen and if it does like end up hitting you it's like you can't really even like see the attack or react to it like it's just like an awkward set piece oh. it's like it's like oh. that game's janky version of the the ancient dragon or or super dragon god ultra mega super saiyan from demon souls I get. Uh, I uh, <clears throat> I looked it up very quickly to see what I was mixing up with the ghosts of New Londo in Dark Souls One, and it so happens that if you are cursed, with the fifty percent health reduction, you can actually do damage to the ghosts without yep. using the transient curse. That's what yep, I was. You can also you can also curse your weapon. Oh, I didn't know that. If, if, yeah, because you can like have a fire weapon or a magic weapon and so on. Like you can have a curse weapon, and if you curse mm -hmm. your weapon. Then you can fight the ghosts, and if you make a if you get a holy weapon, then all of the skeletons in the catacombs die permanently when you feed, when you when you kill them. So you don't have to deal with the mm -hmm. necromancers. Besides, you know, killing them when you get to them. There's a bunch yeah. of tricks, tips, and tricks, yo. Yeah, difficulty is weird for the Souls games. Like I'm at a point where I think I wouldn't. I haven't played them for a while now, but I don't think I would find anything in Demon Souls or Dark Souls One particularly challenging. And I'm only worried about like a couple of bosses in all of Dark Souls 2. But then like I Sekiro instills fear in me. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm nervous I'm I'm nervous about playing Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne again because of like Dark Souls 3 is easy. Them being you're, pretty you're gonna... Well Dark I'm, Souls 3 is uh... DLC. Oh the it's DLC is pretty uh... fucking absurd. Like it is the very two demons yeah. fight or the fucking the, the, no, the sand, two demons or the sand dunes I, I didn't fight like and it. all the different things it's just i didn't like it but i i can beat it easily now uh it, it's a, a learnable fight it's not like it's not a bollocks fight like it's, for example it's just the some of those just some of those fights that are just a lot they're just a yeah. lot yeah the one where you they're fight scary. two cats <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. god yeah Ludwig no, that's and a bollocks fight or ludens 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 I don't, like I don't know. I, I missed that fight altogether because the, the map is so bad that you can't even find the exit. And it's like, oh, must have nothing because that's yeah, not no, the Yeah, I was having a fucking breakdown that day. Like, I was... <laughs> then I had to record that fight because I couldn't fucking reach it. Like, every single attempt against Lud and Zalin is you trying to get past this infinite storm of fucking reindeer in a blizzard. <laughs> and you can't see which way you're going and you're not really sure. So you try to, like, come up with a consistent methodology from run to run and the, the whether you'll make it or not is completely up in the air because you're just getting 
charged at by infinite reindeer every attempt and it's a long <laughs> run in a blizzard you're like how the fuck do I this like this like i love dark souls 2 but that entire that entire zone is a crime. oh that dlc yeah it's a bad I, I zone think the DLCs are way too difficult. boss fight which is again you know I like, like that DLC, at, at what though. point at what point uh, do you have to I, like, I, that's my favorite as well yeah yeah i just wonder at what point do you like point your finger and go like see like this is what I'm talking about. This is bad. It's not that I'm bad. It's that this is bad. Well, yeah, it's just people throw ideas around and stuff, and, and some of them yeah. make it into the game when they probably shouldn't. I mean, I just played fucking Skyward Sword. I like a lot of Skyward Sword, but boy, there's entire parts of the game that are like, why is this? Why did this make it in? Why? Why did you do this to me? Including the entire bird. <laughs> just a whole mechanic <laughs> that goes nowhere and is makes the game worse the whole time it's there. Especially you. It's on the cover like it's important and it's like this entire mechanic's stupid and it makes the game worse. Why? I, I, I don't, don't I, I know you didn't like it. You, you mentioned it in a few episodes. Why? But why exactly? I, I didn't quite understand. What is it good Like for? I know it's not. Yeah, it, it's not a very deep mechanic, but it doesn't make the game worse. It's not even just that it's not deep. It doesn't do anything. Yes. Ever. Yeah, you don't you don't Fair. actively do anything. You with have the bird. to learn this entire alternate way of flying around the hub world, except it's not a real hub world. It's basically just a way to get between the town and the other tinier part of town that's not at town for some reason. It's the fast then, travel and mini then, game. And then the ghost area. There's no fast traveling in the game. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like if they had fast travel, they wouldn't have the bird. It's exactly. Fast travel just mini give, game. Yeah, just give us fucking fast travel. <laughs> Just let but me what I'm saying is like it, just 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 have the three fucking beams of light be all on different sides of town, and I just yeet myself off the cliff and and like fucking hmm. uh, and just like parachute down to those three locations. You know Zelda. You know no, Zelda like, more than I here's do. Here's a shitty bird that you get to awkwardly flight control, and like there's so many baffling things. Like one of them is like like you aim where you're going with the right with your right hand with the with the Wii with the Wii mote. It's like okay, and you, and then how do you, how do you fucking fly by shaking the Wiimote that you're using to aim? It's like okay, oh, no. what the fuck? <laughs> I have a nunchuck. Why don't I shake the nunchuck to flap my wings? Like why the fuck isn't that the controls? Why am I shaking the thing that I also use to point in directions? And if you shake, and like if you shake it not not lightly enough, your character just lightly wobbles. But if you shake it hard enough for it to do it, then like the fucking Wii sensor can like get slightly off via the motion and has to like get used to it so it might just start drifting in a direction and so on but it's also wow. like but there's no mechanics you don't do anything with the bird ever you literally yeah, i know i once know. with the whale do a little spin dash into its little like boils or whatever and that's it that's the only time the world the, the bird comes up you don't do sky combat there's no like there aren't enemies that the bird meaningfully interacts with there's just eventually that one vortexy zone where you have to do even more flying like like it, it's basically just a, a time-consuming way to get from spot to spot whenever you unlock a new chest on the map which is marked on the map and like it would be more fun just to explore that stuff on foot basically but instead it's like it's spread <laughs> out by like what's often like a full minute of flying like it's just you're just in the empty sky and you're just trying to get to your destination and it's just there's nothing to do it's boring and it's annoying to control while it's being boring so it's several wrong things at once and then whenever they do throw anything at you it's like oh here's a tornado it's like cool you know that long boring thing you were doing now it's like longer and more boring because you fucked up and hit a tornado and now you got to like reset the bird and recalibrate what direction you're going in and it's like 
that's not that's not adding to anything and it's like where's the bird dungeon when's the where's the part where like oh i gotta solve this dungeon with my bird and and i was like oh i'm gonna fight not ganondorf this this game has a not ganondorf in it and it's like uh obviously we're gonna it's gonna be like the ending of the that it's gonna be like the shitty ending of the aragon movie where they suddenly had Sephira flying even though she wasn't supposed to be flying in the first book and then the enemy had an evil dragon made of darkness and they do a dragon fight in the air i'm like ah ganondorf not ganondorf's gonna summon a not bird to fight me and we're gonna i'm gonna have to take him down in the air or i'm gonna have to act like his air or i'm gonna have to like like drop his like airship base or whatever and then it's gonna collide with the ground and then i'm gonna go fight him on foot in the final boss fight like i'm like surely the whole game's built around like they went all around they went all on this bird like it's so fucking important surely it'll finally come up in the ending and it still didn't the game forgot <laughs> the bird existed for the entire ending and never brought it back and then you just like wave goodbye to the bird for a second at the end for a minute. Like the bird never matters ever. It's such a waste yeah, the of time. Sequence. There's boat dungeons in the Wind Waker game. <laughs> like I yeah, hate, I was yeah. gonna say like yeah, yeah at like first, I hate. At I first, I think it's just like a boat, but it isn't. Yeah, like I hate how I, I also hated how boring it was to, to sail around in the boat in Wind Waker, and I was playing the HD version where they made it less of a pain in the ass because they used to, used to be able to like figure out how to control the wind to make it possible. And in that in, mm. in Wind Waker, they pre, HD, they pretty much immediately just give you the sail that makes wind always point the way you're facing and just, you just get to just go like it's a car. Uh, <laughs> but even then, it's like it's just a giant, empty, blue bullshit nothing. And like I've already been spoiled by Breath of the Wild having like stuff in its world instead of nothing in its world. So like the fact that the entire Wind Waker map is just a grid of like five by five and each one of those segments has one island in it that where you can do one thing on it and everything in between is just like a, the map being 90% empty ocean with nothing to do in it besides like they try to mix it up with mini games where it's like, oh, you're I see you're going southwest for the next like five minutes. Here's some barrels to hit. And it's like that's wow. <laughs> like, there's literally a time wasting mini game to try to occupy you because there's nothing to fucking do it's like or you could just not have this like why this isn't adding to the game but like at least when they... i could see what they're going for the bird never matters you're not going from place to place throughout the game because the whole game takes place in three locations that you just warp into and then the birds out of the game like the, I, I knew we were in trouble the moment i went to the first war zone and they're like oh yeah the loft wing won't come down below the clouds so now you're just a normal zelda boy that just walks around and does a high rule and it's like oh okay so the the bird's immediately irrelevant like 10 minutes into this game that's a good sign <laughs> and <laughs> it never gets more relevant ever <laughs> what a fucking mistake they're, the fact that they couldn't even make a bird dungeon like, they made a boat dungeon. It made the water level go up and down, and the King of Red Lions helped you navigate the dungeon. Like, he's because he's a mechanic in that game. The fuck is wrong with you? It's like having a fucking dungeon where you forget to use the ocarina ever. <laughs> did did Twilight Princess come come out on the Wii before Skyward Sword? Or was it after? They both came out on the Wii, but Square, uh, Twilight Princess was just meant to be a GameCube game. And it did come out on GameCube. It just also yeah, came yeah. out on the Wii. Could just similar how the Breath of the Wild is on the Wii U, which is easy to forget, but it's also on Wii U so, in addition to Switch. What I'm thinking is that maybe Skyward Sword had like it was the first. Uh, I don't know, maybe because it, it it was effectively the first Wii Zelda game, and the whole thing about yeah, the... they, they did motion controls in Twilight Princess also, but in that one it just did predetermined swings when you swung. 
instead of trying to like mm, follow oh, what you did. But and that that is the funny quirk of that they mirror imaged the entire game because uh, Link is left handed oh, really? canonically, but oh you but most people are right handed, so they made that they made his motion hand they made the motion controls be on his right hand in that game uh so that most hmm. people could play the game more comfortably and it, their way of getting around how the whole game was laid out and designed was just a mirror image the entire game visually and then just flip the signs so they wouldn't be backwards hmm. which is fascinating so if you read a walkthrough or look at a map of the game or something it'll it'll be wrong if you're playing the wii version because <laughs> the whole game's backwards so and the game doesn't tell you that yeah yeah well there's no reason to tell you because it wouldn't come up any ever yeah but they could have given you an option to if you were a left-handed person oh yeah they definitely should have given you a left-handed option but i don't think i, I don't think there was different settings it's so was weird it not? i don't know i don't fucking have it i just don't yeah. i just the fact that all the walkthroughs are backwards and there's no no one has ever ever mentioned the idea that you could flip back and forth makes me think you can't mm -hmm. i i just feel like if the zelda game doesn't have ganon in it it's probably not a good zelda game fuck you ganon is the bowser zelda majora's mask isn't. is great <laughs> nah <laughs> i don't really like majora's mask fucking great so much better than ocarina nah. and his stupid gandorf what are you fucking kidding me yeah Gan oh my god majora's ocarina mask has several Wait. like entire like levels of, of of severity better than ocarina of time no no ganon, that's in, that's absurd is ganondorf the, different from ganon or is it just a short ganon's like the nickname. demon form they turn yeah, into the oh. form. in some games he's only ganon and in some games he's ganondorf and then he like awakens into the ganon form later when you're fighting him and some games yeah. he just never does ganondorf you is forgot. the man yeah, Ganondorf is the man, Ganon is the demon. I think they reversed it mm -hmm. once. In Twilight Princess, doesn't he fight you as a boar first, then as Ganondorf on a horse? I think so. How did you even get there? Did he like go? Did he suck you into like a dimension? That was weird. <laughs> that sounds plausible. Yeah, it was. Like, remember, there's like a dark world. There's like a there's yeah. like a opposite world. Because like you're fighting, that, uh... you're fighting the boar in like a church or a, a castle or something and then suddenly you're yeah, in the open fields and i'm like i don't remember how yeah. that happened i don't remember how you got from one to the other oh uh, wait that's breath of the wild did that no because you're, fi well, you're, fight you're fighting that. you're fighting a horseback again in dwarf in twilight oh Princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes uh, in, in breath of the wild you fight a super demon uh speaking of remembering to fucking incorporate your your mount in the boss fight twilight princess literally the previous game before skyward sword incorporated Pona into the boss fight yeah like let's fuck this bird fuck it throw it in the garbage it's, <laughs> but then leave it in the game for I, some reason <laughs> i don't like non-ganon zelda games they're not fun to me i like the idea of like fighting this i i don't know i always like the idea that there is this uh never-ending cycle of like all right shit there's always a zelda always a link always a ganon god damn Whereas when I that get, doesn't happen, it, it feels weird because like who who has the third part of the Triforce? That's the whole fucking point. It's I don't, like, it's I don't a like that the last two boss fights before the last two games before Breath of the Wild had a different villain that I actually was like, oh, look at this guy. He's neat. What's his deal? And then it's like, and Gandorf. 
Like, that's, <laughs> it's just another fucking disciple that wants to summon the Ganondorf or the Ganondorf-like guy. And I'm like, God damn it. That's well, yeah, because Ganon's, Ganon's like the coolest guy ever. But it means you fight a guy uh, that like just comes out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, okay, here, here's this guy. Well, that, that's why deal? I don't like, wow. that's why I do not like games that don't feature Ganon as the antagonist. Ganondorf like, peaked in Wind Waker. Where he looked fucking incredible. <laughs> what he looked like a, a, an annoyed dad, and he like... gets the most metal. <laughs> and he gets the most metal death of just being impaled through the head, <laughs> and then maybe exploding. Wow. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I remember they did the uh, Link Between Worlds, and I didn't like that because it was uh, painting guy. It was too. Yeah, the painting guy, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be better than Ganon." Ganon's like. What the fuck? Who yeah, the Twilight fuck are you? What the Link fuck? Link to the past is an evil wizard. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't really like the ones that are people like. I want to summon Ganon because it always just turns out the same way, which is Ganon shows up and goes like, or no, and then just kills them. And it's like, hello, Link, and it's like, well, thanks, dude. Thanks for like summoning Lucifer to a fight against like a dog. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like it's it's the weirdest it's always the weirdest feeling where you're like I spent the whole time trying to deal with this guy and Ganon just one shots him, all right, yeah. cool. <laughs> Whereas when Ganon's there, like in Ocarina of Time, where you're like, all right, Ganon, time to kick your ass. He's like, what? Who the fuck are you? No, I'm gonna kick your ass. And he just like cracks his knuckles, turns into a giant boar, and you're like, oh, oh fuck, maybe he's right. <laughs> like shit, <laughs> he's gonna kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh fuck. Somebody catch that grill that's flying away because these stakes just got raised. Like Link to the Past is great about that, where you, you you go to like you're in the you're in the the light world, and then you go to you go back, and you're like, wait a second, didn't I already win? And it's like, yeah, against Ganon Dorf. You're like, uh oh, wait, what does that mean? It's like, dun 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 dun, it's like, oh shit, what's that guy? <laughs> Which is just great. I love that. It's your first time finding out about him existing. Hmm. Anyways, I don't like any, I don't like pretty much any story where a villain just comes out of nowhere at the end and you're like, oh, here's the villain now. I'm like, who are you? Fuck? Oh yeah, you don't want your who the fuck your villain you? shouldn't fuck your villain here. should be should yeah your villain should always be somebody that you have like emotional weight to. And yeah. that's again that's why I do not like a Majora's Mask because your main villain is Skull Kid and like I don't give a fuck about that guy. Like I, I, I like Skull I'm Kid. More, I'm more I'm more upset about like the happy mask salesman or the literal fucking moon. Those are two things that are like impeding threats. But like fucking Skull Kid, come on, man. Oh, yeah, Skull Kid's just why the moon's happening. You can't really fight the moon. It's a little hard. That's that's what I'm saying. You can't pretty, fight the moon. That's pretty, what I want to do. I want to fight, fight the moon. <laughs> like, like when you fight fucking Ganondorf as a pig, people are like, you can't fight a giant pig. I'm like, fucking watch me roll up my fucking tunic sleeves, you want, you walk want over there, and just beat him to death. Just like, do you, uh, you just knock it back like one of Ganon's projectiles? Yeah. You want like, Zelda dude. to become Gurren Lagann? Like, yeah, basically, yeah, it'd be, it'd be I, uh, I just, Asher's Wrath. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It'd be a weird like, tone I, change at the end of a Zelda. I mean, Breath of the Wild's that way. Breath of the Wild, you show up and it's like, hey, here's a little thing. You're like, all right, I could fight that. And then it gets like ridiculously big. You're like, I can still fight that. You just fucking roll up your sleeves. You fucking eat a bunch of food and pull out a bow. And it's like, okay, wait a second. That's a little, <laughs> this is getting a little intense. It's like, no, I'm, we're going to fight, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah, just, the bow carries a lot. Well, yeah, but Breath you know. Breath of the, the Wild. 
But that's the thing, is like, well, I mean, the beginning first fight, all you do is you just eat a bunch of food, get ripped as shit, walk over and just start hitting at him with every weapon in your inventory. And he's like, okay, okay, stop, stop, okay, stop, fuck, stop. <laughs> Dude, like, when you eat food, it's like, all right, I'm gonna buff my attack, I'm gonna give myself more health, I'm gonna give myself more speed. You just hella fucking chonk, and then you just go to a boss, and I was like, what the fuck? And then you just start beating it to death, and it's like, oh, God, stop. He food ripped, though. I mean, and then and then he like leaves. He literally Ganon flees from the building you're in. He just leaves the castle. Like, nope, I'm out of this place. And then you just come in front of him. And he's like, Jesus Christ, dude, get the fuck out of here! And you're like, All right, bud, time for a bow fight. And it's like, what the fuck? This, this Link guy's a little extreme. I mean, well, uh, Wind Waker's the same way, where it's like, All right, it's, fuck this I, kid. I just think of like the, the canon, like the the, the speedrunner version of Link. Where it's just, he is just a fucking nightmare that like <laughs> flies at you from across the map on a shield and then three shots you with some weird backflip shit. You're like, oh, when the, the Legend of Zelda was 30, 13 seconds long. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's what it feels like, though. When it when you fight this enemy that feels too big, like, oh, it's the, the fight is too impossible to win. And then you walk up and you're just like, no. And you just start attacking the boss like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, no one's ever done this. Stop. Like, you're just like beating the shit out of somebody who Zelda's just doesn't. Like, oh, all right. I just spent the last hundred years holding it back. You at least pretend it was hard. <laughs> like, like Ocarina of Time is hilarious because you just, you as a child, teleport to the future. You don't grow up. You're just still a kid in a big, big man's body. And you just walk up and be like, ba ba ba. And then again, it's just like, I'm going to fucking do, do kill you. Do Ocarina of Time speedrun skip the age switch and figure out how to like skip into the, no. end of the game? Is like, that a thing? Unfortunately, you can't. No, you have to like, no, but like canonically in the game, you don't age. You tell, you like, you touch the... You touch the sword. You touch the tri or the uh, uh, the. You teleport into okay. your own future body, which is baffling. Yeah, but so you don't presumably age, you as a child didn't mentally age to an adult. You're still this yeah, dumb no. fucking kid. I always found that so off-putting like... and weird. That like you just lose <laughs> yeah. a bunch. Like instead of just teleporting into the future, <laughs> they make you an adult for some reason. But you also didn't experience that time. Like you weren't like in the hyperbolic time chamber, like training or anything that whole time exactly you just magically are in an older body that you shouldn't really know how to use that well so you should be worse than ever at being the hero but also horrified that you're suddenly have lost like 10 years of your life essentially <laughs> and and like and it's not a good 10 years you show yeah. up and everything's <laughs> bad you're like uh-oh fuck <laughs> actually the, the entire time like time travel doesn't make sense like and all of its timelines yeah. like ag aggressively don't make sense in Zelda and there's no they're not supposed to I don't think there's a single logical each... argument that makes sense about how any of it's supposed to work but then each at the Zelda same game is uh it's supposed to be its own episodic game oh yeah no like, I, don't I, mean, don't... I don't mean timelines oh. but but specifically oh. but what is no I just mean time travel and the fact that there are multiple Zelda games with time travel in them uh oh gotcha. Ocarina hmm. of Time and uh, Skyward Sword both have time travel and not only does, is the time travel not internally consistent inside the game on how it works and what it means and so on, it uh, the fact that you can travel back and forth in time to affect stuff in that timeline 
contradicts the entire idea of a Zelda universe of timelines because those are fractured timelines about different outcomes. But canonically, there can't be multiple timelines that are parallel to each other in Zelda because you affect your own timeline, which means there's one time stream that you can edit by going forward and backwards in time, which means that time travel does not create alternate dimensions. It's like the, enti the entire Zelda timeline is not, it doesn't jive with the actual logic of any oh, of the time travel games. Yeah. And yeah, everyone's like, no, no but I... that's what it is. No, you're wrong. And I'm like, no, I've thought about this too much now because you guys keep fucking <laughs> arguing with me. You're still wrong. <laughs> the entire, the entire Zelda timeline, which, yes, was never supposed to be real. It was always bullshit. It, it went from not existing at all and, and being stupid fan and to being a fucking poorly thrown together fan service thing in one book once which which was attached to skyward sword it's literally a the timeline <laughs> the official timeline was invented by the worst zelda game according to most people but they but they fucking glom onto that part so hard but then at the same time whenever people come up like whenever this explanation is given like oh yeah and breath of the wild takes place after all the timelines they all converge into breath of the wild somehow then people are like no the official timeline's actually wrong i have the correct timeline and it's like the timeline doesn't exist. There's no timeline. They just make a Zelda game because they want to. Yeah. And then they'll have like an Easter egg here and there, and that's it. Like, that's all there is I to it. They do a cute nod to other their... Zelda games every now and then, but that doesn't actually, it's not actually supposed to imply that they exist in a continuity. I, I don't really want there to be continuity because then it makes it more stupid. Which Link like, has yeah, crossbow yeah. training? Which one is that? Yeah, like how I, which, I don't understand. Which Link like, is that? So, how many people are naming their fucking kid Link? Like, I mean, fuck, none of them. How... Who would name their kid Link? I named him Church. Nobody. It's always Church and. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like the the the, the mythology. Like Skyward Sword <laughs> does this. Like the mythology is that there's there's always a Link. There's always a Zelda. There's always a Ganon. It's like who's fucking doing this? Who keeps naming their kid? Ga who would name their kid Ganondorf? You fucking asshole! I don't like you literally give birth to somebody. And you're like, yeah, you're gonna be the fucking bad guy in our story. Here, no, here you go, well, Ganondorf. Like, like Ganondorf like, doesn't exist as a normal person in like any of the games besides ocarina i think i thought hmm. no i thought ganondorf is because like, uh, like in ocarina he, he's like meeting with the king and shit and he's like a normal citizen or some shit and it's like but he's he's also an evil dark lord but like in pretty much all the other ones he like he often doesn't even exist in the world until the final boss fight where he gets summoned and in, and in, in other cases he's like he was always a dark lord that never has like the pre pretense of being like a normal citizen so the idea that he was no like, so I was born to normal parents and named ganondorf for some reason like doesn't necessarily enter the equation no that's that is canonical the the canon is that Ga in ganondorf and well in any game that has uh uh gerudos so if gerudos exist in that game uh, then canonically Ganondorf exists. He is the Prince of Thieves. He Isn't is that the, basically the... just Ocarina and Breath of the Wild? Uh, I think it's also in Link to the Past. Let me check. Uh, but anyways, the uh, also Twilight Princess. Um, in Twilight Princess, he's summoned the, or, by Zant. So uh, I thought Ganon was summoned by Zant. Yeah. But Ganondorf still exists. He, not, not, he never shows up in the game, ever. Zant summons him. But I think that one did have... Did it have Gerudo in it? I don't think the desert had any Gerudo in it. I don't know these details. 
Twilight Princess Gerudo. Fucking nerdiest thing I've ever encountered was just like. <laughs> it's just like the, that was like overhyping a little bit. But just like an, uh, just a, a reaction. Out, yeah, when I type when I type Twilight Princess Gerudo, I don't get a single image of a Gerudo. Uh, hmm. I don't think they're in that game. Uh, there was a time where I just mentioned the Master Sword because I was playing some of the earlier playthroughs on my channel, and I was, and, 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 like, fucking, like, psychosomatically and automatically or whatever the fuck, it's, like, fucking Andrew's, like, the Sword of Evil's Bane? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not, no, I'm not, ready, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> just, just, like, churning out the phrase. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> There's, it's, uh, yeah, no, he, uh, Okay, so yeah, the the problem is the fucking. This is why you should never make a timeline for yeah. video You're games. You're looking at timelines. Well, no, the the problem is like, so canonically in like the beginning of this thing, the the story is that uh like in Link to the Past, the story is that there is a there is a hero, there is a princess, and there is an evil guy. So Zelda, Link, Ganon. Uh, Ganondorf gets introduced in Ocarina of Time to be the catalyst for Ganon. Like, that is where Ganon is always hiding, is inside of Ganondorf. Um, but then you have, like, later incarnations, because they want to do this stupid fucking timeline, where, like, this is when Ganon gets defeated, or Ganondorf gets defeated, so Ganon goes back to the ether, or, like, hell or whatever, and so whenever you want to summon Ganon, you have to summon Ganondorf with him like a fucking attachment piece. Like Ganon can't <laughs> exist without Ganondorf being there. So in Twilight Princess, technically he's Zan summoning Ganon, but Ganondorf is the one that gets summoned because Ganon can't exist without Ganondorf, which is like this fucking mind-numbing thing. So technically, yes, he was trying to summon Ganon, the, the Dark Lord, but... In the game, in Twilight Princess at least, he summons Ganondorf, which is uh, the person, the guy, who it's is... It's basically like calling Batman, but first the butler shows up, it's, and it's, then it's, Batman shows so up. So it's the idea of, like, the Joker and Batman, and they go like, yeah, but there's, like, other Jokers. And you're like, there's other Jokers? Like, well, sort of, yes, kinda. Like, there's other... Because, like, Ganondorf isn't the same Ganondorf each fucking game. So, like, the Ganondorf, even though, like, Wind Waker takes place after Ocarina of Time because you go to the Ocarina of Time Hyrule underneath the water, like, that is... So, Wind, like, Wind Waker is canonically following Ocarina of Time. But the Ganondorf in Wind Waker is not the same Ganondorf from Ocarina of Time. It's a very obviously different Ganondorf. Like, <laughs> fuck. Like, he's just come resur on. What, he's just resurrected. Woo. But he's not resurrected, because that's the thing. Is the like, timeline says it's he's a resurrected. Different game. The wind, but he can't the be resurrected says, because the says the Wind Waker. Gandorf is resurrected. I'm looking at it. He also says that a lot. Yeah, because he always gets resurrected, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying like Ganondorf <laughs> as the guy. Ganondorf is the, a literal like, fucking even before male Ganon gets Garuda. introduced, they used to just fucking resurrect Vati over and over again. <laughs> There's a bunch of resurrections of Vati, then there's Ganondorf, and then that's the three separate timelines where every single game just says again that either Ganondorf or Ganon is resurrected again and again and again and again. It's, yeah, that it, it, it like 
And again, if you just made this like episodic and you just say there's always a link, a Zelda Ganondorf, and you just have a unique different world that they're all a part of, that would be fine. Uh, like this is the, the 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 Zelda game where everything's in the sky. Now there's we gotta no have ground. the ZCU. <laughs> there is yeah, ground like, though. Yeah. But but what, I'm saying like there's... you know you can have like the Zelda game where it's like it's all in the sky now. There's no like hi- Lake Hyrule because LOL. There's no like lakes or whatever. You can just have fun with it. But instead they're like. Yeah, but Hyrule exists on the ground, and like you know, it's still the same Zelda game. It's all right. It's just this takes place like before the other ones. Like no, I don't, I don't fucking care. Just like give me the story <laughs> of the hero saving the princess, vice versa. I don't give a shit. And fighting Ganon. Like I just want to see somebody, either cute Link, cute Zelda, fighting ugly Ganon, and that's all I'm there for. That's the whole point of the game. Uh, and that's <laughs> that's it. So. That's either way. Ganon's always a fun boss fight, because uh, at least he's, at least it feels purposeful. It feel it feels like that is what you've always been building up to is fighting this guy. But is the Ganon canon? Uh, well, that is up to <laughs> however much pain you want to put yourself through. I like his. I like his. <laughs> I like there's a Wikipedia article for his powers and skills, and all of them are just kind of a lot. Like, superhuman yeah, strength, c- speed, ability, durability, stamina, endurance, fighting, skills, prowess, magic, sorcery, or ergokinesis, geokinesis, animal writing, which is not a superpower, but intelligence, <laughs> knowledge, strategy, but tactics, when he monster does control. Like, he has, yeah, he, he literally, his powers and skills is longer than the list of games he's in. Like that's really impressive, honestly. Like it's, oh I don't god! Know. I just found another timeline made by somebody that has don't. another three-way branching path. Just don't just don't because it has the hero is successful and heroes defeated timelines, and then the successful timeline split into child and adult timelines. But then in the heroes defeated timeline, after Triforce Heroes, there's a split. Where the hero arrives early, or the hero arrives late, or the hero does not arrive. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, oh does, does that happen in the game? I don't even know what they're talking about. Like, huh. I'm going to create a timeline where, tri- where Triforce Heroes is in the timeline, and that explains when Link the Faces of Evil happens. <laughs> <laughs> and all the fucking CDI games, and game and watch zelda and third quest cdi games there's zelda cdi the games yeah oh you don't know about those no oh isn't cdi from sega those are the those are the no that's phillips those are the infamous zelda games those have a reputation (laughs) i can't imagine they're uh i think the cdi games along with the mario movie are part of why nintendo wouldn't let anyone touch their stuff for like 20 years (laughs) <laughs> which is i mean a good a good idea yeah you should never let you should never let people you can't trust wasn't the mario movie actually good uh it's it is some people love it uh and, the mario movie was it's not often placed a, in a particular part of their life for the, the way that we're stuck you just automatically look back on stuff fondly if you, if you experience it in that window mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't think the the mario movie is a good mario movie like I it's guess that's baffling. the way to put it. Like I don't, I don't see how in any way it could be 
Like I, uh, I keep I keep playing with the idea that as an alternative to podcasts, every now and then we might watch a movie together and just commentate over that. And that is certainly a candidate. <laughs> that movie's it's a, fucking baffling. It's a weird movie, man. I don't <laughs> The whole world is weird visually too. Like But but like, like but the thing is it's not it's not bad. Like I, I like this idea of a weird dinosaur dystopia. It's body horror y. Yeah, it's silly and funny, and I would be totally down for it. But like, then when you go like, yeah, it's Mario, and that's Bowser's. Like, yeah, okay, it's well, Mario, like, Mario, what, and Luigi Mario. What if you just like didn't name them that? Like, what if you called Mario, them Mario? And did he actually else? get? That's their name. Yeah, the names, names are Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. <laughs> well, they're the Mario brothers. It. Yeah. So how could they but, be the Mario brothers? In but the that's Solo not canon, Mario. That's not canon, is it? Yeah, it uh, is. <laughs> it is. They're actually my. No way. Yes. Nintendo yeah. acknowledges that his surname is Mario. <laughs> I yes. can't. It, I can't. <laughs> That's okay. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> so during a uh, during back in tw- uh, 2012, uh, uh, Miyamoto uh, did an interview where he said that Mario uh, Mario's name is just Mario. Uh, um, but Luigi is Mario Luigi. Luigi Mario. Yeah. No, it, which one is it? Is it Mario Luigi or Luigi Mario? It's Luigi Mario. His first name yeah, is Luigi. Luigi Mario. Yeah. It's still, it's still which, a little bit That only but... adds more questions. Like It does. <laughs> he gave an answer that made things more muddied because it's like, how do names work in this universe? Why is only one of yeah, them's I, last name Mario so think, and the other one's just named Mario? <laughs> so the problem is, like, originally when they created this, it wasn't Mario Mario. Obviously, it was, uh, their idea was yeah. doing, like, the Mickey Mouse thing. Where, like, Mickey Mouse is, is Mickey Mouse's name isn't Mickey Mouse Disney. Like, that'd no, be his name stupid. is Mickey. No. Mouse. No, his Mr. name Mouse. is Mickey Mouse. His Mr. full Mouse name Esquire. is... Esquire. His, his, na- his first name is Mickey Mouse. That's his first name. He does not canonically have a last name. I hate that. Uh... If you if you like that if you look at like any kind of license stuff like you know when they do this stupid cartoonish whatever his name is just it just says full name Mickey Mouse but they don't ever put like a yeah. first and last name because that he doesn't have a fucking last name uh, and so that was the idea behind Mario is that Mario and Luigi don't have last names because they're just like Mario Luigi that's it it's like Donkey Kong doesn't have a last name it's not Donkey Kong <laughs> Donkey like. Like, I don't know. It, it uh, should be called Donkey Donkey. Just, mis- hey, Mr. Donkey Kong, Mr. Kong. I, or, I don't know. That makes more sense than Mario. Like, Kong Kong isn't the last name, though. Like, is it not? No. What? Because, what? Is it Monkey? Right? His, na- his name's just Donkey Kong. His name should be Donkey, first name, Kong, last name, or vice so versa. His first name's know. not Donkey. <laughs> Donkey. The, a, <laughs> donkey. Yeah, it should be. It's I, uh, why why is it called Donkey Kong if it's a monkey then? What? Right? Am I Am I well, Yeah, it, it's a monkey. Well, they, they can't call it King Kong cuz that's a taken name. Why don't they call, No, they just need to call it Monkey Kong or instead monkey. of making it a monkey or making it make it a donkey instead of a monkey. Did they go no. with the wrong name? Did they do what I did in fifth they, grade? They, when they I... wanted to go with a monkey because they were very clearly and unapologetically copying King Kong. 
Uh, it's a gorilla yeah. who kidnapped a girl and climbed to the top of a, a, a construction building, basically the Empire State Building, and throwing barrels down at a plumber. Like, yeah, this is this is an original. Uh, but you're not gonna call. You can't like you can't just go out balls like balls in their face and go like yeah this is our video game character King Kong you know reference based <laughs> on the King Kong franchise. Someone's like uh, I made that though. And it's like no, it's fine now. So like you know Donkey Kong, but I don't know I I don't I, you have to ask Miyamoto why he called him Donkey. I don't. I thought he I thought he his name was Donkey Kong. What's his name then? Just Kong? No, his or name is Donkey not- Kong. His, his, he, yeah. he's like mickey mouse he's, his full name is just donkey kong but he doesn't have a okay, last name then, he's not donkey kong kong like or he's no, not donkey, donkey kong donkey donkey is the first name kong is the second name is the last name no the first name he is doesn't work as donkey a, kong he doesn't have, what's, he doesn't his have son, a last what, name. what's his son's name donkey kong jr see what? It's, it works normal the normal way your last name would work I mean, but Diddy Kong isn't his child. Diddy it's Kong's not cousin. related to him. It's fine. No, Diddy Kong's not related to him at all. Hmm. Neither is Dixie Kong. Uh, Cranky Kong is, but not Funky Kong. Uh, neither I mean, is, there's uh, people with the same surname. Neither, neither is Trixie Kong, who is someone that canonically Donkey Kong is trying to, to go out, or canonically Donkey Kong's girlfriend. So that would mean he's dating somebody who's related to him. Eh, uh, that's okay in the monkey world. It's Kong, Kong is it? No, it's not. Incest <laughs> still is not okay in the monkey world. The, uh, it's just uh, again, vi- like fake people don't have to follow f- real world rules. Uh, I yeah, mean, I, I, I say fair. that, but like, there's a lot of places that actually don't even have surnames either. That's a huge problem with like a lot of countries don't have surnames because that's a thing you can just not have. People just don't have them, and. Mm-hmm. We live in a you know a world where everybody has to have a last name because, uh, I guess it would upset Europe. someone's Excel spreadsheet if it didn't have a last name. Yeah. Because Europe so, mostly. I mean, that was the thing with Mario. It was like the only reason that happened was because the movie was being made and the filmmakers didn't understand that Mario didn't have a last name. They're like, that doesn't make sense. How did, what's <laughs> the world cannot one? exist when a person yeah, doesn't like, have a last name. He has to be Mario something, and Miyamoto's like, he, yeah, he's Mario. That's it. Is that good enough? It's like, no, he needs the last name. It's like, well, fucking Mario Bros. Then they're both Bar Mario. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, he, you know, uh, Miyamoto's also just a big old I don't give a fuck guy. Like, he doesn't give a shit about 90% of the stuff that goes on. He just wants to make fun things. Yeah. That's fair that's enough. Why that's why the Zelda timeline's the way it is because Miyamoto never made Zelda with a timeline. He didn't come up as like, oh, I've got this great big brain strategy. He's like, uh, what if we what if we explored the the the, the forest? It's like, sure, sounds fun. What are we gonna do with it? I don't know. Kill a bad guy. All right, done. Here right, you so go, so, so so far we've answered one third of one email. <laughs> Let's do another question. Let's do the other third. Let's. I'm go. gonna veto the second question in this email. Okay. It's, it's just it's unanswerable. You can't. You just can't do this. <laughs> Okay, it's a, it sounds like a challenge, but all it, right. It, it says, another question for the crew. What fictional character's death had the most impact on you? I'm like, nope. Yep. <laughs> Fucking, you literally start answering this question. It's already a spoiler. You can't even spoiler... You can't even spoiler warning the fucking thing because if you say what you're spoiler warning, it's already spoiling the fucking thing. Like, this is a fucking minefield question that you can't answer on a podcast. 
It's just no. Jesus Christ. It's such a bad idea question. It's like no 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 no. Um, uh, like being, what's your favorite plot twist? Like motherfucker, I haven't seen Rosebud. <laughs> I would. Uh, no, stop! Don't answer it. Uh, this one's no. specifically for Colonel. As now said, looking in, have you noticed any fundamental differences between American and Portuguese media? To what degree does that impact your consumption of me American media? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I think Portuguese media is very influenced by two fronts, the Brazilian novellas and just American cinema in general. And... I do think there's a lot of copycats going on. It's not co necessarily copycats, but, you know, original Portuguese productions of media tend to take a lot of its ideas from, from foreign stuff. There's rarely anything that's truly original. So how it impacted me is that I just usually go for the original, you know, American or British media. <laughs> I don't consume a lot of Portuguese media, especially the novellas, because the novellas tend to be... Uh, they're they're focused on on the you know keeping you hooked and watching every day or every week or however often the episodes go up so they're they're really there to create a habit of of you getting to know the characters it's soap operas you know you know how it is but yeah it's not i think I, th I think there's some some tv series that i've watched specifically tv series not movies we don't have a big cinema in industry or any cinema industry at all um there's there's a there's one in particular that I that I watched that was that was that was interesting. That was really well done actually. It was specifically about the history of Portugal living under the dictatorship that we had here until the the 70s. Uh and of course that sort of work M me myself having majored in archaeology and having always had a a a strong interest in history, you know, it sort of speaks to me thinking of stuff how it used to be and how you know, learning about that, that's very important for me. So that sort of stuff is always interesting, but fictional stuff, meh, not so much. You know, like Game of Thrones or anything. There is a Portuguese Game of Thrones, by the way. I, I've never read it. Portuguese Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, but people like, would be like, like a, oh, yeah. Like a knockoff like, or a translation? <laughs> no, 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 like a similar, like a work with a similar breath and similar sort of uh, aspirations and, and, and scope. Scope is probably the, the word. Um, and it's written by a Portuguese uh, Portuguese author. I think it's translated as well. I don't actually know the name, so I'm sorry. I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it. But uh, but yeah, there's I, I don't consume Portuguese media for the most part. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, An attempt uh... was made. Mm hmm. I give you the you tried star. I don't know that. That's I, always I the rough, to make the... It's always a little rough, though, when you're like, it's like, hey, you're a thing. Please spokesperson for the people that you are. It's like, I'm not a good example of the people I am, maybe. I'm a, an example of myself. Yeah. Only. That's that email. Gone. Goodbye. Let's Goodbye. See. Thank you for the questions. Alan Bettendorf asks, I was curious, since all of you probably played so many games by now, what was the worst game you've ever played? I wonder what the answer from Andrew's going to be. What's the worst game you've ever played from a narrative perspective? And what was the worst game you've played from a gameplay perspective? Interesting choices there. Uh, from a gameplay perspective is kind of a tough one. 
from it's interesting to think of, of those two as separate. I, I mean, suppose it, they are, but the point is like game, when you think of a are, terrible games game, are almost famous for divorcing gameplay from story in many ways. Yeah, but from an immediate yeah. contact. But you're saying it's say, the worst game. I would say Uncharted is probably the most boring fucking game I've ever played in my entire life. Like mechanically? Uh, yeah, mechanically speaking, it's just fucking just don't even Oh yeah, bother. especially the first one. Yeah, it's I the most I played wrote all, nothing third person shooter. I've played all four of them and I have never once walked away going, "Oh, this was a good waste. Of, this is a good use of my time." Like all of them were just I could throw them away and the world would have not changed at any point. Like we would have only had a better society without those games. <laughs> um narratively speaking, obviously it's zero escape. Like you can't you can't fucking write a video game. You can't write something like that and sell it to people without getting some kind of punishment car like karma wise later down life. It's like also that's just, just remarkable unacceptable. how much worse it was than the previous game. <laughs> It's, which is already a low point. It, it's truly impressive that a game that uh, multiple people have said various different points of the game, which one, two, and three are all good, the good versions of the game. And then realizing that not only are none of them good, but they keep cascadingly getting worse, which is like, <laughs> what the fuck? How did this happen? How did, how did any of you go in here and walk away with any positive feeling is just... That is something that could probably do with some good actual research done on. Because there's some magic going on there. There's some kind of like, there's a disease that we probably don't know about and we need to get it fixed. <laughs> because you cannot reasonably consume Zero Escape, any of them, and walk away with a positive feeling. Like, you can't. That's just not okay. Uh, but that's, yeah, those are my two. So. Yeah, I, I'm trying to say anything other than Zero Escape, which is a little hard. Because it just... If no other reason, then it's just so memorable for being <laughs> bad there that it's hard to think of other stuff. Because some of the other stuff that it's been bad, like, I think I remember... Well, think about, know, like, uh... I think I remember, like, for example, like, Wasteland 3 and uh, yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda and Elex all being, like, these janky RPGs where the narrative was almost entirely incoherent throughout the playthrough, but then especially just, like completely fails to come together in any meaningful way at the end or in i think i think I, like i don't remember the specifics anymore really so it's kind of rough but i feel like i feel like i remember elex just like kind of just ending like it just gave up towards the end and was like uh, oh yeah a good example of that actually is fallout 4 because fallout 4 has no meaningful <laughs> choices throughout the entire game except about halfway through the game, you pick a covenant, uh, you pick a faction to like do the ending for essentially, and then it locks you in, and you just have to do their quests exactly how they ask, or you instantly fail out of their entire quest chain, and then you get stuck in the fucking garbage pit that is being uh, doing Preston's ending. Like he just exists <laughs> to catch you when you fail somebody else's storyline. And so, like, I'm so fucking mad that they're setting up all these complex interactions. Like, oh, wow, here's this troublesome stuff about, like, here's what the Institute's actually up to. Like, you can find documents about, like, what they're, like, bad things that they're doing that are way worse than they're telling you that they're doing. And you, but then, like, you, you the game just completely failed to have the fundamental basic thing that so many other games would have, which is that if they give you that kind of information, it would have a trigger. That means you now can ask people about that or talk about that and confront somebody about that. Like it would create a new objective. Like, wow, I found a secret and it affects the story. 
Uh, but instead, you just never can talk to a single person about the objectionable thing you just read about. And then you get brought on a kidnapping mission and you can't do anything besides say yes or just decide to start shooting people. And if you shoot anybody, the quest freaks out and everyone blinks out of existence simultaneously, including the person that was being kidnapped. You can't save them. And then you instantly failed the entire quest chain with no dialogue and you just have to go do the quest. Preston's ending now. It's like such a shitty RPG and it just came together so horribly. There's a lot of Western RPGs that just <laughs> like they they pretend to have some options and interactions and, the, and like, wow, you can shoot people to affect the outcome, right? But, but yeah, but the entire game will break instantly and, and you'll functionally just delete most of the content. Like the, uh, the we shot Reagan... Uh, the Reagan statue in w Wasteland 3 and lost like three entire zones of quests instantly. Like, I was going to say, be well, careful what, about that because someone, someone also did try doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Zero Escape obviously is just a big incoherent mess. Uh, there's issues to be raised about various David Cage games. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah what about uh yeah you didn't, <laughs> you didn't like the you that. didn't like the ending to beyond us yeah. or, or beyond uh, or life is strange uh, good before evil? the storm being one of the worst prequels Wait, ever yeah. where where like episode one of before the storm is like vaguely okay and then each one gets dramatically worse until the final episode is just incoherent nonsense and those people are apparently making life is strange season three so buckle up boyos but or it's Wait. not called season three it's whatever the, it's like beyond color or whatever it's called Wait, who's making it? The people who made the, the first the, one? Like before the storm. Incredibly the horrible storm. prequel to Life is Strange, where you pl where you play as Chloe. It's oh. so bad. <laughs> Every episode of Before the Storm gets worse and worse and worse until it just becomes it just shits itself and dies by the end. It's like, oh wow, okay, oh god, what was the example? I Fuck, no, I just had a. Is the trouble right. about trying to list these things, but also is trying to finish talking about the thing you're talking about. I had, I had another... Uh, talked about... Uh, with the David Cage might have, been, might have been around there. It was something else I wanted to mention. We mentioned David Cage. We mentioned... God damn it, I had such a good example. Hmm. Mentioned a bunch of RPGs. I, I was... Um, do, you want, do you want us to wait? Or... Well, to list the worst video games for playing, it's a uh, Zenith is one of the worst video games I've ever played, but it has genuinely endearing characters and a fun story. So it's worth just stomaching how trash and bare bones the game is all the way through. It's like a weird like indie gem that I discovered one one time, like four years ago and played through because it's like, I'm happy I played this. Also, every second of gameplay was bad. <laughs> And then Anima Gate of <laughs> Memories is fam famously like my most hated playthrough I've ever done gameplay wise. It's just trash. It has like nothing going for it on a gameplay level basically ever. But then like every single enemy, even on the easiest difficulty, does way too much damage and is a massive bullet sponge. So you just sit there and hack away at the enemy for like 10 minutes every boss fight. And it's like, I can't go somewhere to grind. Like I can't be stronger as far as I can tell. What the fuck is the intended playstyle of this game? It led to moments where I'm just sitting there fuming silently for 10 minutes and then abruptly exploding <laughs> into sound finally. And it's just miserable. What the fuck game was I thinking about? I you, don't know. You go talk about things. I'll ignore you and try to think of the game. <laughs> I was uh, saying uh, that it's an interesting thing to distinguish between the worst gameplay and the worst story. 
because whenever you said your least favorite or the worst game that you played, I immediately thought of all the games that I played for a little bit, and I was like, nope, and didn't play them again ever. Uh, because if, like, I could list, like, those janky games from the 2000s, the shooters that just barely worked, or... or uh, because there's so many shooters that were ports from the Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 had so many shooters. Um, or or uh, strategy games that barely work. There, there's so much junk like that. But, like, they barely work on a gameplay level. The story doesn't even matter. <laughs> so when you guys started answering the question, I was like, oh, I see I see where you're coming from. Uh, it get, I, yeah, it makes more sense to define <laughs> between gameplay and story when you are just talking about games that you actually finished or that you at least gave a fair shake. So I'm going to say the worst game that I played in terms of gameplay is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Cuz that game is jank pretty much <laughs> from the beginning and you have to be you have to be like ready to be okay, this is a, a certain kind of jank. This combat is a thing. Okay, I, I get what they're going for. To this they're day, trying I get to make it realistic at, like every week by another person <laughs> defending that game and it's like it's just it's just no, so it's unplayable. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, yeah, it's for, like imagine imagine playing and a game and you're like, "There's nothing realistic about it, or whatever the nothing. fuck." Exactly, nothing is realistic about it. That's but you the immediately, defense. you can immediately tell that that's what they were going for. Like when you when you play the game, you you can tell immediately that oh, they want to make it realistic. I see. And so from that perspective, you can kind of forgive the game a little bit of its jank, a little, not too many, not too much, because it's just so much. It's worse than it's worse than Oblivion. And, and, and Oblivion is a janky game, but the combat isn't. But, like, everything else is just super janky, and the combat is janky. But then it has bugs, uh, the, the 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 exploration isn't really rewarding, because it, it's not, like, it's trying to be realistic, so it, there's not really that much interesting stuff to find. There's, like, these dungeons that you find once, which are just a mine, and it's interesting because, ooh, look, it's not just trees! And, you know, that was fun, but... It's just, in terms of gameplay, that game f fails at every level, I, f I feel. Um, which is kind of sad, because... Well, it's. Uh, I was going to say it's kind of sad, but the story does, is not much better, so I guess, you know, twitch their own. <laughs> but it isn't the worst <laughs> game. <laughs> it isn't the worst game in terms of story that I've played. I'm having trouble... I'm having trouble coming to a conclusion. But I'm going to come to the conclusion right now, and it's going to be a little bit like the... Battle Royale answer by Kubrick or whoever. Um, <laughs> Pathfinder Kingmaker. <laughs> Pathfinder Kingmaker is the worst game in terms of story that I've ever played, because and I've talked about it in a previous in the uh, previous uh, podcast, but it's mostly because the the writing is over overly verbose, the voice acting is you know that sort of stilted and affected voice acting that it, sometimes actors will will make for video games that is good when it's like uh, moody cutscenes for a Silent Hill game and it's like very paused and it's like very ooh ah. he said a sentence and in, in 10 seconds later somebody else says that well obviously it's not 10 second pauses in that game but it's those are mm -hmm. very long texts spoken very slowly and every once in a while there's somebody who coughs every once in a while there's somebody who laughs and the voice actors are, I'm sure they're trying their best, but they're not, uh, clearly not very professional. It's I mean, I'm not attacking their work, I'm attacking, uh, it, it's it's obvious that they're not like AAA voice actors. And the, the, it, that's even, that's beside the point, really. The point, the problem with the story of Pathfinder Kingmaker is that 
It doesn't. It never goes anywhere. Everything feels like a side quest. There's no memorable characters. All of your companions are are bad, except for the one who is also evil, but not bad. So if you know what I mean. Um, but so th th there's that. The only character that you care for is an evil person. So, uh, or that I care for anyway. It obviously just my opinion, but I thought that game and then it ended with a boss. You were talking about about that before, Keith, about bosses that show up only at the end. Yeah, the yeah. Guess oh, what? Oh, that's a game. <laughs> Guess what? That game has the final boss is it feels like a side quest because you barely deal with her throughout the whole game. You, yeah, you recurrently deal with her throughout the whole game, but it's very side questy. And then you go up and fight, and then aha, there's an extra boss at the end that is the real, real boss. And you're like, and he's so entitled, he's so self entitled, and he's like, I think he, I, I might be wrong on this, but he pulls a you're not so different to you and I. You are not, we are not so different, you and I. He, I think he says that. Yeah. In the middle of his, <laughs> I, I it's level, it's, it's so, le it's, I, I'm. Imagine. I don't know what's, what's up with that game, but there it is. That's another rant of Pathfinder Kingmaker from me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Imagine spending hours you're... of your, of your life trying to, to save the world. And the guy shows up and is like, you aren't so different. Or you aren't so different, you and I. It's like, I'm gonna... like, well, I'm the one trying to stop you, and you're the one that's you. So bad. I don't even remember what his motivation was. I, like I, the I idea need to go like, back and watch. If that's the case, then sir, then why the fuck am I here? If we're the same, <laughs> then I wouldn't be here to stop you. I don't know. I think it's like a shorthand uh, for for some writers to try to make. I don't know. It's trying to like try to get the the players to to think a little or something. Like literally think of any boss whatsoever in any game, any boss whatsoever. You can always find like a point of connection between that boss and their motivations and the player. A point, n n even if it is just you know, I w I was born in a village like you, or mm -hmm. uh, I want to. I like people as well. I have a cat. Whatever. There's always connections, and the, and what the the writers do is they pick that connection that always exists, stronger. Or weaker, they pick that and they have the boss go. We're not so different, you and I. <sighs> <laughs> and every time games do that, I just uh, and sometimes they. I'm not, uh, like that's not an indictment on any game. Some good games do that as well. I think Mass Effect One does that. Um, that's, and uh, that's half of the confrontations with the Joker. <laughs> see, like you can you can do good things with that. It's fine. It's just well, in a yeah, game, but the Joker is a literal like insane person we have a everything he says is, relationship everything he says is oh yeah mostly just out of actually uh, but in the in the case of the joker like his whole character sometimes not all not in every work but sometimes his whole character is supposed to be a sort of a mirror image of the Batman. yeah no he's actually aspects. designed to be that way that's what yeah not killing joke but, and so on go into that specifically <clears throat> yeah the, um, no, but you brain blasted me by bringing up stupid villains that come out of nowhere at, and ruin <laughs> the story. The game I was Good. trying to mention earlier was types was Final Fantasy Type Zero. Oh God! Which is a game <laughs> where it's like ah, oh, it's like Avatar. You guys, there's four kingdoms that are at war, and look at them go. And the whole story is about that until the final chapter, where out of nowhere, Sid, spoilers, I guess, for the worst Final Fantasy ever made. Fucking Sid, a character that's not a character comes out of nowhere and like nukes the world and then you got to go fight him because he's god now and he's the villain and you're like who what wow. what's happening in the whole final chapter is in like a weird 
nonsense dimension place that makes no sense and you all and you sacrifice all of your 13 characters one by one to defeat sid who is god for some reason in this one and then the game's like oh no maybe if you beat the game a second time it'll make sense that time or whatever it tries to pull like a fucking near and it's like fucking hmm. near at least was coherent the first time you played it jesus christ if you just leave me hating you, then I'm not going to want to replay the game to make maybe my maybe my weird amount of faith I put in you will be paid off. It's like this game wasn't fun and the story was bad and it never and the story you spent the whole game setting up doesn't pay off because you just stopped telling it. And also exploded it with a bomb, which and what also reminded me of that is a uh, fucking Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5's ending is not set up at all, except for like like people try to excuse it being like oh there's one radio broadcast you can hear sometimes when you're in a truck maybe that suggests that maybe this will happen but like it's like like the game the game already had a shitty story because you're just like it's a good go fight all the stupid kids this cult leader they're all irritating and they all <laughs> ran, they all like fucking give the same monologue to you over and over again then you shoot them and they're dead but then you go deal with the cult leader and it's like and then nukes drop and the game ends and it's yeah. like what just yeah. fucking nukes drop yeah. like the nukes yeah, he, he didn't fire the he, nukes the nukes aren't set up by the story just the game just ends yeah. in a nuclear in a nuclear holocaust and then the spin-off sequel is like the post-apocalypse after the nuclear holocaust it's like that doesn't function as an ending <laughs> it, had, it had nothing to do with anything to happen and also also Far of Cry, course yeah. while i'm scrolling through the games y2k <laughs> y2k is also an incredibly asinine uh, horrible story where every almost every character is completely unlikable the entire game they actively don't make sense it the, the game's accidentally seems to be revealing of the writer because the writer seems to be this immature self and self-involved narcissist that like vaguely is aware they're a shitty person and need to grow but don't know what growth looks like so they wrote a character who is a mirror of themselves as a self-insert that then has a character arc but doesn't have a character arc they just say he did like wow you're so much like better and more mature now or whatever the fuck but like the fucking alex in oh, y2k never becomes a better person in any way in the entire game and he just gets rewarded for not changing by the game just saying he changed by lying to us and like people that hated him <laughs> suddenly fall for him by the end of the game and they're like kissing and shit and i'm like he did nothing changed what the fuck is this part and then on top of everything like incredibly like the last like month of the game is like you suddenly a calendar is added to the game for the first time like there was no day schedule in that game but uh, suddenly in the final act there is a day schedule and you keep doing one thing per day and interacting with all these different all the characters in your party and hanging out and whatnot and trying to like grow as people or, or like grow closer or or just like a lot of them are just random conversations that just are there to fill but it's kind of nice to have maybe if you, especially if you like the characters more than the game allowed you to uh but then the fucking you go to the final confrontation and it's a meant to lose fight. So all of them just die. And then you're immediate. And so you just wasted this whole all this time training all your party members and none of them mattered. And they also had like the entire final confrontation up to that reality is warping. So you don't even get to spend the final chapter with the real characters because they're all weird wacko dimension versions of themselves that are all exaggerated and weird and aren't themselves and then they all die anyway so you never see them again and then when you beat and then when you beat the final boss finally you're now dealing with like alternate 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 dimension versions of those characters that aren't any <laughs> of those people so it's it's so like still canonically everyone you've ever known is dead and everyone you ever mistreated you never had to apologize to or become a better person to because you actually did fail and all of reality died 
and yet you're and that you at best save a different reality that you don't care about by the end of the game and it's just so unsatisfying and frustrating and none of this is done in like the cool way that you like 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 you could imagine in some world where the where the dumb words I'm saying might be like pulled off by like Kojima in some weird crazy game, but that's this isn't it. <laughs> it's just completely <laughs> under underserved and trash and done badly the entire way through. And it's just uh I will say that the voice acting put me off a lot of that game. I don't think it helped. It's not it's I not wish great. It were, I wish it were just text. Also, one of the characters can just kill themselves midway through the campaign if you like aren't nice enough to them. They're like, a, they're like a they're like a really they're like a really they're like a really badly written suicidal character. Like it's really badly established in the in the story, and so they'll just they'll just abruptly die off camera if you don't treat them well enough, and they won't be in the ending, which barely matters because the ending obviously doesn't really everyone dies anyway. But uh, also, the game's so glitchy that he might just come back to life even though you killed him or he might <laughs> or he might die even though he's alive uh like oh, it, it, no. the game doesn't remember its own states very well so it'll just fuck up and forget whether he's supposed to be alive or not so he'll randomly just like join in a conversation hours after he died <laughs> like he'll just pop up and say a line and you're like what and then he'll be gone again <laughs> ghosts <laughs> yeah but that's 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 fucking there's no fucking hot takes there. It's not like Fallout 4 where you're shitting on a popular game or Zero Escape where you're like complaining about a game specifically like praised for its narrative. Y2K is hated by everyone. This is not news. <laughs> Which is, uh, I guess, a the, good sign. Being bad you... is the only thing it's known for. I mean, that's that's good, though. That means he was, you know, he did write a good character. He made art. <laughs> He influenced people. That's that's what you want. <laughs> Annoy them and and waste their time. Yes. Influence them to not be that person. That's always a good. <laughs> also, I, I was thinking, I was thinking specifically about Zero Escape, because um, yesterday we played golf with your that. friends, <laughs> and uh, How is and this we played connected? one. Yeah, because we played the mo the most the highest rated. Uh, What's the word for the Steam? Steam. Steam Workshop. That's the one. Uh, the highest rated Steam Workshop golf course uh, like mod. It's like a custom made, you know, user made golf course in, the, in that game. And it was bad. It was it was like very convoluted. It was done on purpose to be really complicated. And mm -hmm. I, it's lots of bad. But there is a certain, you know, there's a certain level that you're when you play a game over and over again. And obviously, when we're talking about mini golf games, obviously they're meant to be played over and over again. But there's a certain level where you're just so so good at a game that you do need a certain a certain level of complexity in gameplay, right? Now, Zero Escape is that, but in in storytelling, they want the extra, the most extra level of of complexity in their storytelling as a consistency tonal beat of the storyline. If you go into Zero Escape. Uh, or 999, although Zero Escape is more. If you go into, into those games expecting to have plot twists after plot twists and reveals coming out of nowhere, out of reveals coming out of nowhere, you will not be disappointed. That's what the, the writers wanted. And I just don't think that's that's what you want for a, for a blind playthrough. And people, when they play a game, they're doing it blind. So that's not what you want for a game. <laughs> I, I don't know. Am I wrong in that? 
Um, so. That's why I'm saying, like, I'm I'm, mix, I'm mixing it with the Mario level that we played yesterday in golf with friends or with your friends. Because I, I get the need for, like, a really complicated and interchangeable, plot-twisty writing style. But it, 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 but it's you can't pull it off like to, that. You're supposed to make it good. <laughs> you yeah. To, you like have to put even the work in to make it make sense, not just do it for funsies. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not for sure you need to make, you know, it's difficult and you need to put the work in. But also the level of, of twists isn't that high. If you think of a game of a movie with a lot of plot twists or with one major plot, it's it's usually one major plot twist or two. Like one of my favorite ones is uh, Shutter Island. I thought it was a good movie. Knives Out. And I don't think I've watched it. Mm. Uh, Shutter Island. <laughs> Shutter Island has a has a uh, a plot twist more or less at the end, and obviously it's a whodunit kind of um, kind of uh, movie. So it's already like plot twisty in the middle, Watch but because you out. don't know, I will, I will. Uh, but uh, but it's just a twist at the end. It's like Inception. There's there's a a couple of twists here and there, and then a big confrontation. Yeah, the, the, the whole the, problem you know, with the twist is it's supposed to recontextualize basically everything that's been happening. But it happens once or twice at most, right? Yeah, because it's such a massive change to the story that you can't, like, do it over and over again. Yeah. So Zero Escape tries to do it, like, every hour. Yeah. So every <laughs> hour you find out that everything you think you know about the story is a lie. And it's like, yeah. and, like, it's so desperate to hit that mark, like, every hour that it actively, it's just a mess. Like, the, the, yeah. the, the twists don't make sense. Many of them just in a vacuum haha <laughs> get it uh many of them just in a vacuum don't uh function as a twist because if you think about it for a moment you're like that one can't work that way but then you have to layer like 30 of them onto each other and at some point it's actually actively hard to even remember how many twists have happened and what the status of the world is anymore and then it's just once you're finally just emotionally numb <laughs> then it ends and it ends by not ending what a fucking cheap ass thing of being like this is the one that everyone thinks is the best game ga in the Zero Escape series, and it's the one that doesn't have to end. It's like such a fucking cop-out. It's like a billion twists that they don't have to pay off, a bunch of things that they don't have to actually explain or finish the story of, and they're like, oh, no, we'll finish it in some other game, maybe. And then, then, then everyone hates that game. It's like, that's the one that ends the story that you said you liked. It's like, that's the same story. <laughs> <laughs> I... I uh that game ends I've watched... so unresolved. It just fucking That's runs out true. of game. Keith, Keith, you know exactly what's going on. The world is completely understandable. The rules like of it make sense. Five hundred problems are only escalated up until the end, where it's just like, maybe we'll fix them next game. <laughs> it's funny because Virtue's Last Award feels like it went, uh, almost comically too big. Like, the first game is kind of like, all right, it's a little much to believe, but I can do it. You know, like, I'll, I yeah. can suspend my disbelief enough to go, like, sure, I guess you guys happen to build this land Titanic. But, like, Virtue's Last Award no, but there's is, so like, many layers it's, after so, that. it's too much. It goes too far. It goes, like, <laughs> what if we build a, a mining colony in space? And you're like, I'm going to fucking ask you to stop because this like, doesn't make any sense. Like, how the fuck did you do this? Who paid for all this? What do you mean there's, like... All everything is just so ridiculous that like you look at one and you go, 
Wait, wasn't this whole thing just about like solving face blindness? What the fuck happened here? How did this get so oh, out no, of control? Oh no, I forgot about the face blindness. <laughs> That's the whole fucking plot. That's the whole and, fucking and then, reason the, you're literally dying. Points, half the plot points will just get retconned anyway. <laughs> That's fucking, true. That's fair. It's yeah. like, is it this? Is it this, ran, is it this random rich asshole, Don't or is it actually a cult the whole time? Woo. Or both. Or some or some oh, many like, different aspects. A guy like the, literally. Fucking the the, died. The first, the first game's cliffhanger doesn't matter because it gets retconned immediately. Yeah, like <laughs> it didn't mean anything. It was just it was yep. not real. <laughs> but it's yeah. I think like the thing is there. We play games, especially this happens a lot in games, but it also happens in movies where we see the tales and we and the game doesn't explain. The games tend not to exp over explain things too much if they're like action oriented or if they're. Yeah. Uh, or if the, the, they're simplistic in the writing style, because they could be just, you know, voiceovers or whatever. The bouncer <laughs> the, is like, it, I, like, I, I, like, I just finished doing my three playthroughs of the bouncer. And by the third one, I'm having a breakdown because I'm just sitting here like not a single thing anyone does in this entire game makes sense. And none of their behaviors or their plans, like none of their behaviors further their plans. I don't know why this scene happened. Like, cause the game makes you play it three <laughs> times. And it's like, it got me there in, it's only a two hour game. And just playing that two hour game three times got me into like zero escape territory. <laughs> like this is the type <laughs> of game where people, where games just lose their fucking minds. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're, I, again, I, I don't think I would be nearly as mad at Zero Escape if it wasn't so, like, positively talked about. Yeah, because that, 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 that gets confusing. You're like, what? Like, yeah, if it, was, if it was, like, if Zero Escape had the same amount of vitriol as, like, Rise of Skywalker gets, uh, then I would have been like, oh, okay, like, you know, yeah, I get why you guys are mad. It's, it's really shitty. All right, moving on. Uh, but having people like literally like, like no, if, this is a, like this is a playing, masterpiece. It feels like you're playing Y2K, except it's except the inverse, the societal yeah. expectations are inverted, <laughs> and so you're yeah, the weird one for not liking it. And you're like, what? Yeah, it feels it feels very confusing, and especially especially when you know, like you know, within every part of your body that they're that whoever says positive things is wrong. Like you you know they cannot be true. <laughs> They have to be lying because like every time, every time we've done this, we did this like the whole playthrough is us doing this to people where it's like, wait, why the fuck did she mention Ice Nine? This isn't relevant at all. Like this isn't going to come up like this never came yeah, up. So this was never this point was like such a fucking waste because it never mattered no, Ice at Nine all to was, the story. And it mattered a little. No, oh, no, it mattered at the end. zero no, percent. At the end. It mattered yeah. literally no percent of the time. Well, it, it, was, it, it, it was the mummy that you spend like a half an hour talking about, and it never happened. Never comes up in any way, and it's at best yeah. but, all set but up at least for, the the, mummy, for the end of game the, cliffhanger screen that then gets retconned immediately, and no yeah. one else like, doesn't matter. You 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 deal with like the you're the annoyance to have a plan of like if you're making a dense twist filled narrative. You deal with the annoyance of shit like how did you not recognize your own coworker's fucking voice? Like even if you have face or, blindness, yeah. how do you just like how does that fucking go away from your memory? Are you fucking insane? And like you, how did you think <laughs> that children are gonna do this for you? How did you th how did how did someone exist in a timeline where they failed? How the fuck does that work? Like, you, I get that all the entire game God. series leans on the crutch of the idea that, like, well, actually, 
So the entire game was organized by somebody who could tell what was going to happen every step of the way in advance because they've already lived it over and over again. So every single oh no that oh. every single plot contrivance of the game that is like how the fuck did you know that incredibly specific guy character like that, that character was going to do an incredibly specific thing to that exact character at that exact time and then that's the only way the whole plot could happen, which happens like every five minutes. Oh, it's because I'm a prophet. I knew everything. It's like, cool. The so the entire story it. is arbitrary because somebody knew it would happen. It was all their master plan. It's like fucking asinine. It doesn't get better with the second game, though. No, it gets no, worse. No, it, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets even like, worse. Somehow it literally gets worse. Because like, here's the thing. Here's How the fucking thing Because they do it again, escape. but harder and for longer. Yeah. Harder. It is but, such but a long game. Also stupider, because like in the first Zero Escape game, the, the threat, the, the only threat was that when you go through the doors, like you may not be able to see somebody on the other side. But literally after several doors, we find that's to never be the case. Literally ever has no one ever gone through the door and died on the other end of it because they went through the door unless their oh, number made, was incorrect. And so like, yeah. so zero, so Virtue's Last Award had to be like, ah, oh, well that was too easy. So now you gotta pick who you gonna kill. And it's like, you could, this is so much easier to avoid. Just don't do that. Literally the, don't fucking pick the, ex, the right the, thing. There's the extra level of frustration that's unique to the sequel, which is that you know the plot twist of the first game and you know that that's still going to be happening in this game and it's all canon and the rules are still the same in a lot of ways. But you have to deal with an entire cast of characters that will not know any of those things for 85% of the playthrough. Except and so, for and so you're just fucking being Clover the whole who time. was there the whole fucking time <laughs> and she just fucking forgot. Like, Jesus Christ. She did forget. Yeah, this that's unbelievable. Is a, this is a game where it's worth noting that Clover is the character that is in both games and has the most tragic scenes throughout both games and so on. And she keeps having to react to people's tragic deaths and so on and the people that she cares about and bad stuff happening. And the whole time her face is glitched, so she's always smiling. And they, <laughs> and they never fixed it, even in the re-releases of the game. God they never fixed her face it. being glitched out, so she's always God smiling. Fucking even when damn she's this crying. game. Like, I fucking oh hate God. it. My partner and bestest friend has died horribly. <laughs> like she's only smiling the whole game, and they've re-released the game multiple times across several platforms. And not only did they never patch it on the original version, they never patched it when they re-released it to sell it again on like PC and everything else. Can you it's imagine the so level much. of lack of effort for you not to patch something like that? And people defend they, the shit. It's like it's like the fucking people that defend Sonic games, which we somehow never mentioned in this episode. Because, <laughs> huh. oh my god, Sonic gameplay is a thing. Well, like, okay, Sonic so games are Sonic, infamously so, incomplete and broken and like, specifically known for the fact that the development cycle I, was so trash and bad and rushed that they just gave up and shipped it at some point. And th even those games will get defended vehemently by just asinine people. <laughs> If not for the fact that I had an actual good, legitimate uh, uh, example Option? to use for, example, for yeah. uh, like, if uh, for inverse for like bot for like my favorite boss fight, my my most hated boss fight is the fucking boss in Sonic and the fucking White Knight or whatever. 
Sonic and uh, the Black Knight, where you fight Sonic like, and the Black Knight, the Knight on and you fight that fucking asshole on the fucking horse, which literally <laughs> four people could not fucking do. Like several. Of, this game is made for specifically, babies. we could basically do the fight. But then Sonic would jump up in the air and do some sort of like quick time event where you had to like react in time or do a gesture or something. And yeah, four of us all sitting on a couch, none of us could figure out how to do it. Mm. None of Good us game. Could, you would just jump up in the air and lose every time. And then you'd have to start the whole boss fight over. And it's like no it, one could figure out how to do it. No one, no. Yeah. And we and gave up. Like, we, couldn't, we couldn't do it. We had but to stop. And like... I don't know, man. Sonic is a is a mess. I don't like to choose Sonic as like any part of bad <laughs> games though, because like that's they're made that way. No one makes like since Sonic's been in 3D, no one has ever made a Sonic 3D game and gone like, oh, this is gonna be good. Like, I do not believe you. I do not believe there's a single person in the fucking entire studio that was like, this is gonna be a good game. Cause you can't. You can't legitimately feel that way when you especially when you are looking at this game. Like Sonic Sonic Adventure had a plot point where Robotnik was going to nuke a fucking city. Like, that was literally the plot. He was going to murder, gen potentially genocide, thousands of people. Is that with the, the one with the princess? With that cutscene that's weird? No, that's, that's <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2, which is another oh. one where he's going to genocide the entire planet. Like... <laughs> Again, guys, this is a little much for a game about a stupid, rebellious blue hedgehog that goes too slow. Like, fucking robotics, like, ah, I finally got my egg tap, my egg star, my death star thing, and its nose is a beam that would destroy the planet. And it's like, and also, that's against sorry, what Sonic what? is about. Like, if you play the first four Sonics, it's just about. The, Sonic, the rise Sonic's, of in, of industry and you fighting Sonic against C, machines Sonic because CD they was a, a much more tamed down version of this which you have the egg you have the egg death star uh and it's fucking or it's the egg moon sorry it's the egg moon and it's hilariously oh, chained down to the planet which is a fucking great fantasy element i love it and you have sonic running up the chain to go destroy this oh, yeah. industrial moon hell and that's cool. That's great. Totally good. You don't have, like, Robotnik wasn't like, I'm going to drop this fucking moon on the planet and destroy Mobius. He wasn't like, no, I'm going to. just making smoke like, up there. I'm going to gonna... shoot nukes out of its butthole into the planet. He just was like, I'm going to keep fucking up this planet on this my little moon station until someone stops me. Easy. Bad guy done. Like, it's 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 an unnecessary amount of weird to, to like all the 3D Sonics are always this weird extra step of like uh what is it like Sonic 06 is like Robotnik shows up and is like all right I'm gonna destroy like the multiverse and you're like what the fuck did you just the say what? to no? me like Sonic 06 has multiverses like there's they're they're time traveling into different dimensions. Oh right, I, re I remember. Because that's where, I mean, that's I didn't play it, but I, I've seen a. Yeah. That's where whatever sh whatever his fucking name is, the fucking, shadow and the not me shadow, metal Sonic, the fucking white guy, the the white hedgehog. Uh, the metal, isn't it metal? The metal. Silver. No, silver, silver, silver is like from a different time or dimension or something, and you're like, mm -hmm. what, what the fuck is going on in this game? And robotic just again shows up and just starts murdering people, and you're like, this is. This is weird. Sonic kisses a girl. Why? How the fuck? Who who did this? Who's who's here? Sonic Forces just has like robotic literally genociding the planet and Knuckles goes, Yeah, that's too bad though. 
<laughs> guys, ever since, ever I've since seen he that. killed guys. Sonic. Sorry, yeah. I'm not used to saying that. It's like, oh no, that's so weird. We're gonna have fun. Just have yep. fun. It's a Sonic game. Jesus Christ. I'll never Christ. get over that dark line from <laughs> Knuckles being in the same scene as our created character walking in and being a monstrosity. <laughs> Which is a highlight. You made the game so much better. You made the game so much better with that. Uh, oh, that was a fun a, highlight to edit, to revisit. He's a beautiful emote on our uh, on Keith's Discord, too. What a beautiful yeah. little yes. a terrifying he's, monstrosity. He's had fan art. He's had fan art. He's just... At the end of the game, we gave him all gold shit. He just looked like... Yeah. He looked like the most comically stupid fucking character. <laughs> and the game treated it so fucking seriously. Like, we're at the <laughs> end of the game, and Sonic's there, and everyone else is there, and, like, 15 of the same colored fucking dog people are there. And it's we're really just funny like... It's also just funny that it's, like, so many years come past between each Sonic game coming out. <laughs> Like that, that's still the most recent <laughs> official Sonic yeah. game that's by Sonic Team or whatever. And it, that we played that, that played through three Is years it? ago. Did that come out with the yep. same time as Mania? Yeah, it was yep. like the same month as Mania. And Mania was like not the real team, it was like modders that they hired to make a game for them and they did a better job. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were like, please, somebody make a good Sonic, Sonic game. They're like, uh, Sonic right. Forces <laughs> was three years ago. That's back when we were recording in your place and everything. Like, that's so long oh ago. And they haven't God. made a new one since. And reminder they, that game wasn't even five hours long. No, it we wasn't. We beat it in one day. Yeah, we did beat it in one day. And that, it feels like there's so much story in Sonic Forces. They really need to. It does? Just what? Calm Where? Down. Is no, there? Yeah, what I mean. There's so many cutscenes that they're going about, oh, no, this happens and this happens and this happens. Well, Just yeah, cool but down. That's, that's why the game was so short, because it was all fucking cutscenes. They should have good mechanics and interesting levels. That's what Sonic God, is about. I'm, I'm just like looking. Like, I just yeah, hope the character creator is here to stay. <laughs> it's just, it's unfair to point at Sonic games as being bad anything, because again, you cannot go into a Sonic game and reasonably expect it to be good. Like Unleashed, Lost World, Adventure, fucking Forces, like... <laughs> These we are still got to finish garbage. playing all the remaining Sonic games. Like what? We've had, colors? We've had play, I, ha, I, I have uh, I have colors. Uh, I have Sonic, Sonic Heroes. Colors? I think I have two different console versions of Sonic Heroes. <laughs> I have Sonic and the Secret Rings. I, I, I went out. And I made a point to collect as many of them as I could for the, our future together. I hate <laughs> I hate Sonic games. I mean, we haven't played a single more... Sonic game for like three years. It's wow, and in that time, I've only become healthier mentally. Yeah. How do we get both <laughs> of us to just unmove? Unmove. <laughs> uh, really convenient being a, a mile apart. Yeah, it did make it a lot easier to record when you could like walk to the other yeah. house. I literally just walk yeah. to your house. We record for a few hours, and then I'd walk home. Uh, well, we <laughs> could we could find a way to make it so that maybe houses in this state didn't cost. Uh, uh, it uh, costs more money than like giving birth to 17 to children. <laughs> yeah, we have cakes. I gotta move to Portugal. <laughs> All right, that's enough for today. Send your questions <laughs> to dialoguechoicespodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>